0: You ready? 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 One job!
1: For the duration of the show, I am your host Steve Kent, and as always, I am joined by Lou. And I believe we have uh, a second caller, which number I do not recall.
2: Steve, uh, let, let, me, um, let me uh, let me uh, let me uh, let me take care of that because I know who it is. Um, oh, okay. This actually is someone actually that you that you have heard before, uh, just not on your show, but she is um, a regular on mine, and she's also well. Uh, <laughs> My girlfriend, I believe Diane is here.
0: Yes, I oh, am okay. here.
2: This is Diane. See, go, go go easy on her though, because it's her first time on this show. So, like, you know.
1: Hey, no problem.
2: No problem. Okay.
1: Well, for, first off, first off, Diane, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm glad glad to have you on here. Uh, new callers are always welcome. Uh, so we do. Uh, Lou may have already told you this, but we uh, we host uh, or we do uh, Sports Whispers Weekly every Saturday night from 9 p.m. Eastern to, well, uh, the on-air portion is until 11 p.m. Eastern, but then we do an extra hour afterwards uh, that gets God recorded for, uh, for the archives only. Uh, but yeah, it's great to have you on here. Um, I know. I know. I've uh, yeah. I've talked. I've talked with you and Lou on uh, on the other show uh, for you. the last for the last couple of weeks, and it's great to have you on.
0: Thank you.
2: And I've been a part of this now for almost for over five years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's defi- it's
1: definitely been a uh, actually it might be more than five years, Lou. I think because
2: okay, five and a tra- quarter. I'm trying to
1: recall. I'm trying to recall. I believe. No, then again, then again, maybe maybe it has been five years because I remember I started off the some sort of sports podcast with what we called Whispers of Wrestling,
2: and yes,
1: since then, since then it's gone from that to uh, uh, we rebranded ourselves to Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, at the request of, um, our, of our producer, Jim early. And
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, since, since then, obviously you joined, you joined us and, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've been going, we've been going ever since.
2: Yeah. And Jim's a nice guy too. die. Jim huh? is on the show too. He oh,
1: comes
0: on no. of case. No,
2: he's.
1: Okay. Yeah, he comes on he comes on occasionally. Uh, for, first off, uh, Diane, are you are you a uh, are you a uh, reality TV fan of any kind?
0: I like watching cooking shows as that
1: counts. <laughs> like, have you ever seen Survivor or Big Brother? Um, no.
0: But I have seen Dancing oh. with the Stars
1: and the mass Singer. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, sometimes we've talked a little bit of the Masked Singer previously on. Uh, That's true. But uh, you know, we don't we don't just do sports shows. We also have uh, recap podcasts for uh, Survivor and Big Brother during the the times that those uh, that those shows are on. And uh, yeah. I mean, we have we have talked uh, mass Singer before in the past, but uh, yeah, we yeah, have talking about Jim, who I'm talking about, uh, though, is the host of the Survivor Recap podcast, and not to mention he owns this podcast, so uh, without him, I wouldn't be able to uh, to put on tonight's show, uh, and every show that we got that we do every week, but mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, Jim. sometimes he calls in. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, a big thank you to Jim. Um, but sometimes he calls in, and yeah. I, I know I know he's definitely celebrating a Alabama victory tonight, uh, or not Alabama. Sorry. Wrong, oh my God, wrong. I can't believe I said that. Arkansas, an Arkansas victory. I, I, I I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I'm still taken aback by the fact that Alabama got absolutely upset today. Uh, i I
2: wasn't surprised. I, I wasn't really surprised
0: don't carry the wrench. I, I,
2: I had. You know, I had this feeling that Tennessee was actually going to be Alabama.
1: Yeah, you know, it was very surprising because Tennessee. Yeah, they were pretty much in the thick of. They they were leading, I believe, for a majority mm. of the game. And all of a sudden, Alabama started coming back, and everybody was like, "Okay, here we go. Figured. Alabama's mm-hmm. you know Alabama's going to take over, and you know pretty much it'll be Alabama, uh, Alabama, a typical Alabama victory." Uh, but then all of a sudden, they missed. I believe it was a what was it a fifty yard attempt.
2: I believe so. I had to step away for a while when that happened, but uh, I assume that's what it was.
1: Yeah, they missed a fifty-yard attempt, which allowed Tennessee to come all the way. And uh, I, I believe they only ran like two plays because they had like fifteen seconds left. Uh, they ran two mm. plays, and they got it all. They got it all the way down for a forty-yard field goal attempt that got tipped and just barely went through the goalposts which are now currently traveling boy somewhere in tennessee uh they're no longer in the stadium yeah. i know that much uh yeah because of the monumental upset 52 to 49 uh now those goalposts god knows where they are right now but they're no longer in the stadium uh they're in that knoxville. much i know uh,
2: they're, yeah they're somewhere they're somewhere yeah.
1: somewhere in knoxville
2: I don't think they left the state of Tennessee, but I think they did leave from uh wherever they were. I think they went over to uh, Knoxville. Yeah, the last I knew. Is that was... not Yes, it is. Okay, so they're saying Yeah. But the thing is that, that, that Alabama was favored to win. And they joke. Okay, well. The okay. Gonna yeah, to be that, so disgusted
1: they were favored. They went as high as about nine points, I believe. Red was
2: too high, uh, too high for, for and Alabama. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me who wins. Yeah, she's neutral. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, at
1: the, at the same time though, uh, at the same time though, Diane, everybody loves to see Alabama lose. You know, wh- yes. because Alabama has been has been this. Uh, this prized team for the past what decade, decade and a half, I think. Ever yeah. since over. 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kinda of, kind of similar but I don't think anybody saw how, well, obviously besides you Lou, because you uh you weren't surprised, but nope. I don't think anybody saw Alabama Dropping a game—it's funny saying this early because it's you know seven games into the season. season. But you know, I don't think normally when Alabama loses, usually they lose. It's like if it's like the SEC title game or something, or they end up losing in the uh, college football playoff. Normally, they don't lose during the regular season. So uh, this one was a little, a little bit of a uh, of a shocker. And I mean, hell, just uh, just judging by the reaction of the over one hundred thousand fans that were in attendance, the official total yeah was one hundred one thousand nine hundred and fifteen fans were in that stadium tonight, that's and surprising. and wow, they that's ended up, a of wow, course, man. yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, it's definitely a lot more than I than I uh, ever recall seeing, quite honestly. Well, from... it's a
2: rivalry game, too.
1: True. Yeah, it is a rivalry game. But, I, you know, I didn't think that a stadium could actually hold that much, if I'm being honest mm, here. Yeah, true. Well, for college, they okay. do hold a
2: lot more. How much do you think a stadium can hold? <laughs> On average, it's well, about $80,000. Yeah, I would say oh, maybe okay. eighty thousand.
1: I would say maybe around mm-hmm. eighty, eighty-five thousand. I I didn't think that it could that uh, a, college, a a stadium could hold one hundred and one thousand fans. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like uh, they weren't at full capacity. Full capacity is is uh, just around one hundred and two and a half thousand fans yeah. for uh, for Tennessee. So. They weren't. They weren't sold out.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, but I can. I can to my host right now. Alabama lost. Oh boy. Sorry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. That is a was, good impression uh, of him. I know. I know. That killed me right here. I lose. know.
1: I know. Steve was. Uh, Steve was beside himself when. Uh, when we were talking, as oh, this was going on. Oh, he's trying his beer
2: right now, man.
1: Yeah, he's praying his beer right now. I'm I'm sure he probably
2: is.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like I hate to say, I told you so. Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of like me right now watching the Boston Bruins, thinking that we're gonna that uh, this is gonna be a no-brainer win against the uh, Coyotes, and yet the Coyotes have somehow tied it up. So
2: well, I can think. Diane Because right now the Devils are losing to the Red Wings. Oh, will not you
0: tell me this.
2: Yes. Yeah, the right. Devils right. Is currently
0: so. currently Curry down Wings. four
1: to two. Currently yeah. down four Wings. to two against. Hold on, the at Detroit. Uh, the, yeah, the uh, Red Wings. And no, they're not. They're not at Detroit. They're at New Jersey, I think. Yeah, I think they're.
2: they're playing the Red Wings. Okay, saying... Yeah, yeah, they're the, playing. Playing. They're playing the Georgia Red Wings. they are the game, though. Can they make it up? If they act right now, yes, but they better hurry. 'Cause we're in the third period midway through. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh actually as a matter of fact, the,
1: the they got about fourteen forty left in the third with uh goals okay. from uh Miles goals from Miles Wood and Dougie Hamilton uh currently for New Jersey. Uh Detroit has goals from Dylan Larkin, David Perron, uh, Jacob Brana and Ben Charat and all of them, yeah. a, okay. a majority of a majority of all I'm the, goals came subject, in the
3: second. Steve, I am a
1: Devils fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know, you it know. Certainly Lou is. has told me a whole bunch told me a whole bunch of times uh in previous uh previous shows whenever we've talked oh. hockey that uh that you were that you were a Devils fan specifically. So, uh every time I would bring up like Taylor Hall for example, uh Oh. I I know it was definitely quite the discussion when uh when the Bruins uh, originally acquired Taylor Hall. I know he br- he brought you up quite a few times during uh during that discussion. Uh-huh. But you know, it's it's it is the beginning of the regular season, so I mean, obviously yes. New Jersey is 0 and 1 right now. Uh Detroit is 1 and 0. Boston is one and zero, so I mean, obviously, you know, two games, two games into the season, to, way too early to tell exactly uh, sure. where things are going to go. But you know, honestly, looking at looking at New Jersey, I, I'm expecting a lot better from Vitek Vanacek in that. So I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. that uh, Vanacek is just getting lit up right now by uh by detroit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: oh here we go that's the second that's the second waved off goal by the by the refs here let me guess another goaltender interference yep yeah (laughs) kind (laughs) of looks oh no never mind it wasn't goaltender interference that that wasn't even a goal i don't know i don't know why I don't know why they're making such a big deal of it, uh, but anyway, so, you know, some, uh, taking okay. a look at some of the goals or some of the scores from around the league, obviously, uh, Coyotes and Bruins tied at three with about uh, a little less than 14 minutes to go. Uh, Red Wings and Devils, uh, Wings currently lead four to two in the third, the Penguins have trounced the Tampa Bay lightning tonight, four to one, uh, with wow. about ten minutes to that go in mark. the third period.
2: It is. was the I was taking the, the lightning during that game.
1: Yeah, it is very surprising, especially considering Steven Stamkos is already off to a hot start, but uh tonight he has his uh his fourth goal already in three games. So it's wow. kinda surprising that Tampa Ohley. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The the T- Tampa seems to be really faltering, uh, very early on this season, and I don't know. You know, uh, Lou, we talked about it quite a few times uh, during the Stanley Cup run last year. You know, maybe perhaps, <laughs> maybe perhaps fatigue plays a little bit of a factor. Fatigue does you know. play a factor.
2: Oh yes. Well, you know, yes. not just
1: fatigue, I'm but you, you know, you know. Go ahead, Diane.
2: I'm imagining it,
1: would Yeah, but you know, uh, not just fatigue. But uh, when I say fatigue, I mean like the Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it the light the Lightning have been in the Stanley Cup Finals the last what three, four years, something like yes. that. So eventually, that all has to come around, and you know, ultimately, uh, even out. Or, it has to basically bounce back at some point and bite them,
0: yeah.
1: which technically that's what we've seen here uh, with the Tampa Bay lightning. So, I mean, obviously it's an early, it's early on in the season. Uh I am kind of surprised though, that the penguins are starting off strong early on considering they, I mean, well, they demolished the Arizona coyotes in game one and now they're, they're making an example out of the lightning in game two. So uh, penguins are definitely off to a hot start. And I find that Mm -hmm. funny considering the fact that they're owned by Fenway sports, which is uh, the same exact uh, company that owns the Boston Red Sox. And, Mm. Uh, so Henry Henry has decided that he'd rather spend money on uh, on hockey and soccer now, as opposed to spending money on the team that, you know, made him who he is in the uh, world of mm. ownership. Uh, some other scores around the league: the Ottawa Senators one to one tie with the Toronto Maple Leafs in twelve minutes to go in the third period. And by the way, the Maple Leafs. Uh, They are already without their goaltender, Matt Murray, who is already going on long-term injured reserve with an adductor injury. Mm -hmm.
2: Injuries play a factor also.
1: Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Uh, Matter of fact, let me bring up the list here. I have the uh, NHL uh, put out a list of projected lineups for tonight's games. And, I mean, just taking a look at some of the injuries already throughout the league, Riley Shea, uh, Riley Shahan from the Sabres was out today with a muscular issue. Uh, let's see, the Canucks, they were without Travis Dermott with a concussion. Tyler Myers and uh, Ilya makayev both had undisclosed injuries. The Flyers. I mean, hell, you just just think of 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 any Flyers player, and they're on the injury report. I mean, Sean Couturier, Owen Tippett, Rasmus Ristalainen, Cam Atkinson, Felix Sandstrom. They're pretty much maybe maybe the most banged up team currently in the league right now. Sure. Uh, you know just to, just to name a few more players uh players like Jacob Chitrin, Andrew Ladd, Jake DeBrusque, Brad uh Brad Marchand, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, Cam Talbot. You know there, there's injuries are already piling up and it's only the second game of the season. The second or third depending on what team uh what team is is playing, but still you know this is it's it's not looking good right now for injuries uh, early on in the yeah. season, but I guess it's to be expected.
2: Yeah, are any of the devils on that list? Uh, let me
1: check. Actually, devils, 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 devils. Where are the devils? Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, the Devils, uh, Tice Thompson with a lower body injury and Jonathan Bernier with a hip injury, but otherwise uh, they appear to be healthy. Okay. But anyways, let let me bring in. I believe we have Alex uh, joining us tonight. How you doing, Alex? I'm oh,
2: here too. Great. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh,
1: going going good, Alex. We have. Uh, we have Lou and, of course, you know Diane uh, from from the other sure. show uh, joining us oh. tonight. Uh, and, you know, we, we've been talking about the early start to the NHL season and the fact that injuries have all of a sudden now started to pile up, uh, which is, quite frankly, you know, kind of alarming, especially when you consider it's very early on in the season. I mean, what are, what are your what are your thoughts on that, Alex? Uh, the fact that you know, just early on in the NHL season, you know, th- like at most, maybe three games have been played as of tonight uh, for any specific team, and you know, it's it's almost like, and this isn't the only sport that we're starting to see these pile up. We're starting to see them pile up in the NBA, in football. I mean, it's. It's almost like it's injury season.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, the players are getting faster and bigger, and with it come more injuries, unfortunately. So they're physical sports, so it it's, comes to the territory, unfortunately. So I always say it's the worst part of sports is injuries. Absolutely.
1: Uh, definitely, yeah.
4: without a doubt.
1: Uh, Real, Uh, real quick, some other some other scores around the league before we go back in college football here. uh, The Capitals with a three to one lead over the Montreal Canadiens with about twelve minutes to go in the third. At the end of two, the Islanders are blanking the Ducks five to nothing right now. Uh, The Predators are down three nothing to the Dallas Stars with about twelve minutes to go. Second. Uh, we have a shootout at uh, Minnesota with the Kings. The Kings leading four to three over the Minnesota Wild with eleven and a half minutes to go in the second. The Columbus Blue Jackets and St. Louis Blues are tied at two with about a little less than ten minutes to go in the second period. Uh, some finals from earlier today: the Florida Panthers four to three over the Buffalo Sabers. And the Philadelphia Flyers 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. And, of course, still to come tonight, uh, set to drop off at about uh, 34 minutes away, we have the Calgary Flames against the Edmonton Oilers, the Chicago Blackhawks against the San Jose Sharks, and the Vegas Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken. But let's go back to college football for a minute here. Alex, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Tennessee completely upsetting the
4: Crimson Tide. Phenomenal. I had the the pleasure of watching most of that game, and it was awesome from start to finish. Tennessee looked incredible. They played lights out, and Alabama normally can score well, but they they were getting to Bryce Young, so it was a really good game, obviously. Given up 49 points 51 to 49 that's, uh, that's uh, what was it 52 to 49? 101 yeah, total 52, 49
2: 101
4: points yeah 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 i don't know it's, and there's good nfl players on on uh defense for both teams too which is just amazing how the talent level for both teams was phenomenal so i think tennessee's finally arrived they can be what this will probably vault them in those top five or six they'll, they'll move up a couple notches
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're currently at number six. I I, I assume we could potentially see them maybe in the top three.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because that, in, of... in that on that note, Steve. They, uh, I just ran out. I just got home, but uh, I saw what was it? What so Clemson's number four? Are they tied with Florida? State?
1: Uh, they are at the half. Yeah, uh, Clemson twenty-four to fourteen right now.
4: Okay. Yeah, very interesting. Those teams are jockeying for those top four spots. So, uh, oh yeah, definitely. I was really, really impressed by Tennessee. I haven't seen a heck of a lot of Tennessee the past couple of years. I don't – I'm really now just really starting to watch a lot of college football, so I was very impressed with Tennessee. Their quarterback looks great, too. He's definitely uh, a guy that will play on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Hend, uh, Hendon Hooker today went 21 of 30 for 385
4: yards, five touchdown wow. passes, and he threw one pick.
1: And to they're, missing
4: a, they're missing a they're missing an NFL uh, receiver too. The Tennessee, I guess, his best weapon was out too. Very impressive. Yeah, it, you know
1: their best weapon may have been out, but Jalen Hyatt had himself a Randy Moss type of day. Two hundred and seven, <laughs> yeah. two hundred and seven yards on six catches and five touchdowns. Wow! My God! Insane. You you wanna you wanna have amazing. a way to
4: play. Yeah. It's almost like who who can stop who because both teams can almost score a will and it just came down to the wire. It was a, an amazing game. Right. I mean, you know, if you if you wanna have uh have a way to put yourself
1: on the radar, uh Jalen Hyatt did just that today by putting yeah. his uh by putting this type of performance up against Alabama. And I think I think if anything that may cause NFL teams to seriously take a look at him in the in the upcoming draft this upcoming year, with the way, the way he's been able to put up these uh, these type of numbers against probably one of the better defensive teams in the league, uh, that being Alabama. Uh, some of the other bits of stats: uh, Bryce Young went thirty-five of fifty-two for four hundred and fifty-five yards and two touchdown passes. Uh, We had, as far as rushing goes, Jameer Gibbs for uh, Alabama with 24 carries, 103 yards, and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, Jalen Wright for Tennessee was the lead rusher with 12 carries for 71 yards. And the lead receiver was Cameron Latu for the Crimson Tide, six catches, 90 yards, and one touchdown catch. So, Needless to say, this was uh, – I don't think anybody obviously saw it going to 100, uh, you know, 101 points. The over-under was 68. So, I don't think anybody I took, was – I did take – I,
4: I, I teased a lot. I took 10 yeah. plus nine and a half. So, finally got one. I was at a little bit of a cold streak. Last weekend was not a, not a good weekend for my uh, betting prowess. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really thrilling game. It was the, It was the game of the year that I've seen so far for college. You got agree, or I mean, that Tennessee game was awesome. Oh, definitely. I think it's I think it's easily the game of the year. Uh,
1: Lou,
2: Lou and Diane, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, like I said before, I mean, I wasn't surprised by by uh, the loss of Alabama. I mean, Tennessee's a strong team. They're, they're you know, they're, they're real, I think really that you know Tennessee was you know under. Was under, was underrated. I mean, everybody's always thinking Alabama going to be, you know, walking over every opponent. You know, I think they just hype. I think they just hype them up. So really, you know, I really think that was the better. You know, Tennessee had had all the right uh, all the right rooms, which I thought was going to happen. I mean, nine and a half. I think it was a little bit too high for Alabama to be honestly knowing this game. I mean, you know, Tennessee is a strong uh, strong defensive team in the top ten. So I think maybe they, um they got more than they were asking for. Tennessee's a very strong team.
4: Yeah, they really are.
2: Yeah.
1: Diane, what, what what were your what what are your thoughts? Uh do you think that do you think this was the uh probably the best game all year for college football so far? Yes. I do. Too. It's defini- it, it was definitely the the most high-scoring game that much I that much I know. Uh, but anyways, though, yeah, you know, taking a look at the, at the impact that this could potentially have, uh, you know, on the rankings, obviously the rank, the updated rankings will come out tomorrow, but I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure we're probably looking at, uh, Alabama. I don't know if Alabama will slide out of the top five, but I think we're definitely, Yeah, but, I mean, we've seen it before where Alabama has lost and and yet somehow they stayed in the top three. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, though. You know, I, I, I would kind of figure, considering the other teams in the top five, I would kind of figure that maybe perhaps we'd see Alabama
2: at five, maybe at six. I was surprised they dropped to number three this week. I mean, they won. And yet they dropped two spots. That was kinda of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: it's definitely uh I I th- I, th- I think though I think it's because of the fact that, you know, obviously Georgia Georgia's been number one for pretty much the entire
4: year so far. Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh let, let me see, wait a minute. Who was number number two was Ohio State, right? Ohio State. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's
2: you know I, I look I'm, I'm still too. I mean I, I'm, I, not, dude, I'm not I
0: mean,
4: I'm not buying into Ohio State though. I don't know. I am. I I still have some to learn with college, but they're they're they can they're so explosive. They were missing uh, Jackson Smith, not I believe. Um, a couple of their big wins. He's their best best uh, receiver. Then they have uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. They they always have just a plethora of weapons. I, you think you think Alabama is definitely better than Ohio State? You guys?
1: Uh, I mean it's hard oh. to, it's hard to tell. Oh. Yeah. It is. I, I'll say this: Ohio State has had a bigger win, you know, differential in, in terms of points scored compared to Alabama. But then again, yeah. Ohio State plays in the Big Ten, Alabama plays in the SEC, which is which many would argue is the toughest conference there is. So I don't know. You know. Um obviously though, you know, it'll be interesting to the I think did Ohio Ohio State played this week, right? Or did they not? No, they're
4: not by they, they didn't play.
1: Oh. Okay, so, you know, that's going to be interesting then if if they end up staying at number two despite having the bye week because
0: mm-hmm.
1: right now from the looks of it, I mean, obviously Clemson is going to stay in the top five. Michigan will probably stay in the top five after winning today. Uh, Tennessee, you would have to as- – could we see Alabama maybe fall to six then? <laughs> so. But yeah, they six could or maybe down. even, or maybe even seven. Actually, if uh, let me see where USC is. USC is trouncing in one Utah thing, right now.
4: So one thing I've always, one thing I've always despised though is like when Bama, when teams like that lose, why should they? Why are they automatically always like top six or seven? They should drop down at least for a couple of weeks. Let the undefeated yeah. stay up there. I don't know. Right, but then I mean, you know, Tennessee another should thing be to Tennessee should of... be fifth. Tennessee should uh, almost leapfrog them. Uh, I don't know. But they should be right there now, right next to them.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the big problem, though, is that everybody, you know, they, people don't – when they rank these teams, they don't really look at records. They look at prestige. And yeah. I, I'll I'll just give you an example here. You know, uh, there, was a co- there was a college football playoff one year. I forget if it was last year or maybe yeah. it was the year before where Alabama – had one loss and yet they kept, and yet they somehow beat out an undefeated team because of the fact that, uh, Alabama was more prestigious for TV. So, so they kept, so they put Alabama in the college football playoff over this one team. And I remember specifically, you know, a lot of people were pissed off because of it that, um, that they didn't get in. I think it might have been Notre Dame, maybe. It might have been Notre Dame uh, that got got screwed that one year. But, yeah, you know, it will be interesting to see uh, come tomorrow what the updated rankings are going to be here with... uh, I mean, obviously there's still time to go in a lot of these games, but... Clemson right now, it looks like they're on track to probably beat f s u tonight, so
3: oh yeah, uh, and
1: as far as yeah, the Michigan game was already final, so yeah, from the you know from the sounds of things it 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 doesn't really look it looks like if anything, the only movement we may see is Alabama fall out of the top five in favor of Tennessee now if Alabama yeah. somehow stays in the top five. Then we obviously know why, and it's because of favoritism, basically. Exactly <laughs> because, because because they're more prestigious for television than any of the other uh, any of the other respective teams. Hmm. By the way, I hate to be yes. the bearer of bad news, but it looks like the Devils have run out of time tonight. It is five yes, two. Yep. Five to two, uh, Detroit now, with about a minute and a half to go in the game. Mm-hmm. Boston, meanwhile, they have taken the lead. It is five to three, uh, Bruins at the TD Garden, with about three and a half minutes to go there. Uh, but you know, I brought this up on your show uh, earlier today, Lou, and I figured I would bring this up here because we do have an update on the Tampa Bay Lightnings Ian Cole. Now right, Ian yeah. Cole uh Ian Cole had been accused of sexual abuse, apparently.
3: Yes.
1: And after trying to get in contact with the accuser, uh, the NHL released a statement today saying that uh, they concluded their investigation into the anonymous allegations posted on social media against Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Ian Cole, having found no evidence to substantiate the allegations. Uh, The investigation of the allegations, which were made anonymously in a social media post on October 7th, was conducted by the league's security and legal departments. The investigation included two separate interviews with Mr. Cole, as well as interviews with NHL club personnel and other individuals with potentially relevant information. Further, the investigation included a detailed review of online and social media, public data, and court records, and law enforcement checks. And in addition, despite attempts by the league to make contact with the anonymous source of the social media post, those efforts were unsuccessful. On the basis of the foregoing, the National Hockey League now considers this matter closed. So here's what I have a problem with, is the fact that uh, the team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, suspended Ian Cole while this matter was ongoing, with there not really being any charges against him. Now, I, you know, I realize it's better to be safe than sorry for the organization, but, yes. I mean, the guy, uh, they suspended him based off of a allegation made on an anonymous social media account, on an anonymous Twitter account. And, you know, there wasn't really anything for them to go off of, so you know it's it's very it's very hard to uh you know to really- to really basically look at the league here and i mean i mean obviously the league you know did the did the right thing by you know they tried to contact the victim uh the supposed victim and didn't get anything out of it. So, I mean, honestly, you would think that if the woman was serious about this, that she would, you know, she would have uh, she would have cooperated yeah. with the league. The fact that she, the fact that they couldn't even get a hold of her, kind of makes me think that that she was making the the situation up here.
2: It sounds a little peculiar.
1: I mean, what what is everybody's thoughts on this uh, on this situation?
2: This is the first time hearing about this situation. Sounds very strange. You know, I I think she's I think she's I think she's coming up something and I think she's just, you know, looking to get looking at a paycheck here. Right.
1: Yeah, now yeah, it it's, smells pretty I have actually oh, it yeah. seems
4: pretty pretty, seems pretty shady to me. It is.
1: Now I do I do have her original accusation that she uh that she had posted on, on Twitter. Uh, so, I mean, it's a very long situation. It's a very long, uh, description. So just to basically sum it up, uh, she claimed that she was groomed by Ian Cole for four years, starting when she was a minor in high school. Uh, her first sexual encounter was when she was a minor in high school. She had, or he had been playing in the NHL, For a few years at that point, he was very well aware of her age uh, and that she was a teen in high school. He apparently pressured her into having sex with him, even though she had made it very clear that she didn't want to. He would not take no for an answer. She was too young to understand uh, at the time that pressuring someone uh, was sexual assault. Uh, basically, apparently he had sought out her number from a friend and he continuously asked to see her again. Uh, basically, um, she, she outlines stuff that he would pressure her to do, uh, such as, uh, refusing to wear a condom. And apparently, uh, he, she she also accused him of of doing it as a way to humiliate her uh, by saying he would only wear one because you're and and I quote you're probably riddled with STDs uh, while she was in high school uh, but, he would but,
4: apparently I was just gonna say that's classic I mean, Jesus was mm-hmm. sorry continue
1: very okay. uh, so. So she she also said when when she was in high school he would ask her to leave school and meet up with him in the hotel room that the NHL was paying for in her school uniform. Uh, on a few occasions he also reportedly asked her to bring other girls from his high from her high school with him or with her, which she ended up refusing to do. Uh, he would make derogatory misogynistic comments, uh, basically bragging about all the other girls that he was sleeping with at the time. And, there, and he ended up showing their angry texts uh, to him, to her, I should say. And basically, uh, basically this whole, this whole thing was that he was essentially grooming her this whole time. And then when she got to college, she had found out that he had slept with a girl who was a minor at her former high school. So not only Uh was he grooming her, he was also doing this to other girls. Uh, And when confronted, he became very angry and dismissive very quickly. Uh, Basically, she claims that he then tried to manipulate her and one of his years later one of his former nhl teammates had told her that ian had bragged about sexually assaulting her as a minor uh the first time uh the first night we first met to the to his teammates uh and the Teammate apparently was able to recall details to her that only Ian and her would have known about, meaning that basically his hold, uh, that many on his teams were aware that he was involved with a minor. Uh, Basically, you know, she tried to build him up as not just a a predator, uh, misogynistic, but, you know, all of the normal things that you would find on a checklist uh, for yeah, you know, for situations like yeah. this. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that it wasn't true, but right. you would think you would think that if she was really serious about all this, that she would have, you know, that that she would have answered the NHL's attempts to contact her.
3: Maybe she changed her number, and the NHL getting covering her number.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's it's also yeah. possible that uh, it's it's also possible that perhaps they tried to contact her on Twitter and she doesn't check her her Twitter messages. Obviously, not. matter of fact, matter of fact, let me check and see if I can find the original account that that was posted from. Uh. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it cuz
4: this was oh,
1: here we go. Yeah. This was from a girl supposedly named Emily Smith, and honestly to me it looks like a fake account. Yeah. this is just in, it, 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 this was her only yeah. post. This was her only post on her Twitter. The NHL then contacted her uh a day later saying please d or no, a week later I should say cuz this was originally posted on October 7th. Uh they, oh, actually, they tried to contact her yesterday. So they waited an entire week to try and contact her yeah. about this. And so basically, it took them a day to make this decision that uh, they consider the matter closed. So in this situation, you know, I'm almost kind of wondering if the NHL is trying to brush this aside.
2: It looks like they are. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, it
1: seems it's, it if seems kind of sketchy to,
4: if to me. Someone in law enforcement or a team—if they want to contact you—they'll figure out a way to contact you, <laughs> right? Oh, we couldn't—we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. find a way to contact her. Come on, they'll—they'll they'll figure but, it out. You know, I mean, thing, yeah, someone—someone someone someone didn't want this to be uncovered.
1: Yeah, well, you know, another thing I'm thinking of is maybe, perhaps, this was a burner account. Maybe this—maybe her actual name
4: isn't Emily Smith. As it says here, because it sounds like a thing. I mean, yeah. her, I mean, her Twitter account that could be the case. That could be the case. That's a good point. That could be. That could be what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, her her Twitter account is Emily Smith, and her picture is basically, uh, like just blue. Like you know, you know how on Twitter account Twitter accounts they have like a circle and then they show the picture. There's nothing but blue, on that Twitter account. So.
0: Well, maybe it just seems like it was
1: Exactly. Possibly. But still, you know, you would th- you would think that if this was uh if this was legitimate that she would want to you know, sh- she would want to not just make this known but also contact the league and you know, be in you know, cooperate with the league. Basic. Regardless, though, uh, that is that 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 basically, for uh, according to the NHL, is considered to be uh, done. Uh, uh, Basically, the case has been closed. Essentially, and uh, real quick here, I've just been informed by uh, one of the uh, one of my friends who sometimes listens to the show here. That a uh the goalpost for Tennessee has officially reached its final destination. uh they have officially landed in the river and, <laughs> and B, we have a seventeen inning game right now in Seattle Boring. In Seattle
0: well,
1: Houston. Houston is up two games to none. This is an elimination game tonight right now
4: for Seattle. Die hard in Seattle. They're, they're fighting off elimination.
1: 15 hits, Oops, 39
4: strikeouts
1: between both teams. That sounds like the Mets. Yeah.
2: yeah. No. Is it baseball? Yes. Playoffs die. Yes, Uh-oh. this is baseball. <laughs> yes. Uh oh, the Robbie Ray is
1: Robbie Ray is warming up though, and he's the one who gave up Game One. So, yeah, uh, we we could be potentially reaching a conclusion here very soon. Uh, by Maybe. the way, good news, good news for Yankee fans though. Uh, the Yankees are up four to in Game Three of the ALDS uh, over no the uh, over for the we, Cleveland Guardians. What Yankees huh? Cleveland. Oh, okay. Uh, correction: Actually, it's five to three now, thanks to uh, a I home run by Harrison Bader. And you and you know you know Lou, uh, yeah. It took him it took him ten at bats, but uh, Aaron Judge finally got his first hit of the uh, postseason this year.
2: Well, it's about With time.
1: The- With that being a two-run homer, I guess I guess uh, the the. The road to home run number sixty two uh basically did such a number on him that right now i I mean he's currently one for three tonight. He's batting point zero nine one right now in the uh in the postseason. Granted it's only three games, but well wow. still it's uh yeah. Right now, though, the uh, the Yankees have home runs from Oswaldo Cabrera, Aaron Judge, and now Harrison Bader uh, in the top of the seventh inning. And I do have to say this, though, in regards to the Yankees. Uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falifa, uh, yeah, there's a liability there at shortstop. I don't I, I, I can't recall how many defensive mistakes I've seen him make uh since taking over as the Yankees primary shortstop, but it makes me wonder how is this guy better than Volpe who is down there rotting away in triple A when he yeah. should have been called up. Uh he should have been called up by now. Must not be quite ready. Nope. Well, you know, it makes me it makes me wonder, and I know uh, I know there's been other Yankee fans on Twitter who have been saying the same thing. You mean to tell me that Isaiah Ky- kiner Felipe is a better option than calling up Anthony Volpe? Mm-hmm. But Which yeah. I mean, I get, I get it. He's a rookie, but still, you know, uh, he originally was supposed to be called up at some point this season, and he never That's got the call up. So. But, all right, it was a rough start uh, originally for uh, Luis Severino tonight. He he
2: threw, I think it was
1: 31 pitches in the very first inning. And somehow was able to make it all the way to five and two-thirds innings, despite having pitched a good two to three innings worth in just the first inning. But – Overall, though, I mean, a pretty good night for Severino, five and two-thirds innings, uh, three runs given up, six strikeouts, eight hits. Uh, We had Trevino come in for the final out of the sixth inning there uh, where he he gave up a hit, which I think was the other run that was charged to Severino, I believe. Uh, as far as the Guardians go, though they have uh, they had their starter Tristan McKenzie done after five innings, uh, four hits, four earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts, and two home runs given up. Uh, now they have Sam Hentges in the game, uh, currently through one and a third innings, one hit, one uh, one run, obviously the home run to Bader. And one strikeout.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, that remains to be seen, obviously, if the Yankees will be able to take a 2-1 series lead or if Cleveland will perhaps shock the world and somehow potentially be able to close it out tomorrow. Uh, Meanwhile, let let me go over here to the Astros game right now because... So, we have a total of 15 hits right now through 16 and a half innings. The Astros, the Astros have used a total of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitchers, while the Mariners have gone through, oh, my God, I think this is more, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pitchers. And what's you know what's what's odd about this is the Astros' ace or you know, no no his their former ace I should say uh, Lance McCullers Jr. went six and two thirds or or he he went six innings giving up two hits, uh, walking two and striking out seven. Meanwhile, Kirby for the Mariners went seven shutout innings, six hits, He's an awesome five rookie. strikeouts.
4: Oh yeah. From Westchester, New York. Kirby's going to be a star. They have good yeah. Mariners have got a lot of good players, especially Julio Rodriguez.
1: Yeah, well right now they got uh the Mariners have Raleigh, uh Haniger and Santana up this inning to try and uh force a game 4. So uh Haniger I yeah. believe ha, I believe he won one of the wild card games, I think, for the Mariners. So obviously, you know, this is uh this is something uh to keep a watch of here. Uh currently anybody anybody who's wondering, it's still on TBS with uh the Yankees in Cleveland yeah. uh moving over to TNT. And who knows, by the time the Yankees are over, maybe this game will still be going. Yeah pretty much And meanwhile, uh, currently ongoing. Actually, this uh, this one just mm-hmm. started, I believe. The uh, L. A. Dodgers and the San Diego Padres
0: mm-hmm. have just started, mm-hmm. with
1: the Dodgers looking to stave off elimination there. But uh, we did have uh, Atlanta officially relinquishing their uh, I don't believe it. their World Series run. Today by a score of eight to three to the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, cool. I mean, you know, let's start off with you, Lou. You know, what what are your thoughts on the Phillies seemingly making it to the to the NLCS for the first time since 2010?
2: I'm in shock. I'm in complete shock. I thought there was no way that the Phillies would would do it. Me and Atlanta, a powerful lineup, and really just took advantage of it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just stunned. We had a powerful lineup with with Atlanta. Who did the Phillies really have? They didn't really have anybody. Well, okay, Harper, but I wasn't expecting spending much. I mean, I think it's just like the biggest upset we've had in these playoffs so far. I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. I mean, you t- you that t- yeah.
3: they held. I mean, like the they f- held Atlanta. I mean,
2: It was weird enough that, you know, the Phillies, you know, won the first round. Right. And they held off Atlanta to only
1: four hits. And what kind of hurt Atlanta, I think, as well, is the fact that Charlie Morton had to leave early due to an injury. Uh, I believe he took a liner off of the arm, I believe. So uh, that that was – but they had him throw a couple of uh warm up pitches after he faced like two more batters i think after that and uh Brian Snicker didn't like what he was what he was seeing from his uh yeah. from his uh, starter so they ended up pulling Morton after two innings and then they brought in Colin McHugh and from there, you know, the it was basically game over for Atlanta, essentially, with uh Philly really, really coming to play today. Brandon Marsh with a three run homer. JT Real Muto making history in major league baseball, the first player the first catcher to ever hit a inside the park homer in the postseason. Uh, and it's, I've never it's, seen that. It's, it's amazing when you think about it, the fact that he's the first catcher out of all the years that we've had playoff baseball, he's the first yeah. catcher to ever do that in the postseason. Yeah. Wow. Uh we also and we also we also had uh home runs uh or we had a home run from Bryce Harper as well in the 8th inning to pretty much seal the <laughs> victory. Uh and to seal the series for the Phillies, so now the Phillies await the winner of LA and San Diego. I mean, you know, think about this, guys. How odd would it be to see an NLCS between the Phillies and the Padres?
2: Weird. I'll say right now, no one's going to be interested.
4: doesn't matter how you get in, just get into the dance. I mean, you got to give both teams credit. Uh, the Padres are loaded, and the Phillies are a bunch of bombers, a bunch of big pluggers, and they're cocky, and they're they're red hot too. Padres have just as much yeah. talent as anyone is. We all know. the top, Padres are like an all-star team now. With the, Toto, I mean, they, they have well, good starters. I mean, the, the Padres have a great team. I, oh, I don't know about. Yeah, players, but they have, they have, a really, they have a really, they have a really, they have a really talented roster. That's a better description. Very a lot of yeah, and the, an uh, assortment of very talented players. They're not really a team per se. They're like a fantasy team. Uh, they don't even right. and, and, to, and I I can't uh, stand yeah, Machado, that's, but that's uh, Machado's a great player. I mean, I don't like yes. him, but they yeah. have really good players. So, like, know, Alex, that's a very gosh. that's
1: a very interesting point, Alex. That they de- they don't even have Fernando Tatis this postseason. Yeah, because of
3: the uh, steroids.
4: Yeah, I mean, and Soto has not really done much at all.
3: Not really.
1: No, I, I mean, so. t- just taking a look at his
4: uh, <laughs> he two, his batting average, here, two fifty. I mean, what, yeah. hasn't done all. I, I mean, I just I know that he hasn't done anything against the Dodgers, and he really, thankfully, I mean, they didn't need him. I'm not saying yeah, that i Thankfully, he didn't do anything against the Mets, but it turns out they didn't need him because the Mets stunk. But, yeah, so, I mean, the playoffs, what's Soto hitting? 200? He doesn't have any uh, big hit. maybe a couple of singles.
1: Well, let's see here. Is the game delayed?
4: Oh, no, nope, never
1: mind. Uh, Jake, they just had Jake Peavy throw out the uh, first pitch, so. Uh, okay, maybe the game was delayed a little bit, I think, because I know maybe. it was raining earlier, so. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, this just got interesting. Danny Santana uh, steals second base.
2: But don't hold your breath.
1: This could get very interesting here.
2: Whoa. Close.
1: Or not Danny Santana, Carlos Santana, my bad.
2: No, and I, they now I was,
4: have... I was joking. He's slow he's slow as uh, S-H-I-T. It was actually Carlos Santana. Yeah. I'm it not was watching with a home run ball. Cuz I remember Danny Santana, I don't know if he's on that roster, but Danny Santana had wheels. He was a twin and yeah. bounced around. But Carlos Santana can't run to the mailbox before tomorrow. He's right. slow yeah. as hell. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing.
1: but so- somehow though, and and now they have ta- Taylor Trammell is now pinch hitting for him. So I like him. Uh, I mean, he's
4: running. Mariners have a bunch of good young hungry players. Not quite good yet, but they have, I don't know, they're fun. I always like, I don't know, I'm corny. I always like the underdog, but they are a fun team, and they have a really, as you guys know from football, I mean, Seattle, they have a really, really great fan base. Right.
1: I'm very surprised that he was able to steal on on Christian Vasquez. Vasquez usually has a a better arm than that. I'm surprised that, that, Mm -hmm. uh, that he was able to steal on Vasquez there. And a pop up looks like we are going to
2: the eighteenth inning here. Yep. Yeah, was game. How boring. Uh going to the top of the forty third. That'll be the time I get up tomorrow.
4: They're letting uh, they're letting fans, uh fans are voting to see which spectators are allowed to uh come out of the bull time. Yeah, I think that would happen. The
1: map's gonna this pitch. might be a record. This might be a record, actually, no, for the no, most no, amount of. There
2: was a game that went eighteen before. I think not that long
1: ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, well, well, if they get through the eighteenth inning, then. Uh, uh, well, wait. Was it eighteen scoreless?
2: That no.
1: Okay. Well, this has to be a record then for scoreless for scoreless postseason innings in a single yeah. game. I mean, I, I can't, I can't think, I can't think of any other of any other games. I know they had a extra innings, scoreless game earlier this year. Uh, earlier uh, this uh, during, it was during the uh, wild oh, card me. series. Yeah, last
4: week. But I don't think there's ever been you know, there's Seattle, ever been
1: one that's gone Seattle, eighteen. Uh,
4: Seattle's Seattle's obviously had a really good, you know, an impressive, damn impressive year. But you
0: yeah. know, they've always
4: got a. a, a
0: for five or seven
4: or eight years now, they've always struggled to score runs. They've always had an immediate <laughs> offense. And now they have Rodriguez, Suarez, uh, Hanegers kind of struggle. But they have the names now, and they're, they just can't score. It's kind of weird. I know, yeah. I know the Pacific Northwest, they don't have the best hitters park, but still, it's kind of pathetic. They've they got to score some runs. Houston yeah. can score a bunch. I'm shocked Houston can't. Houston can normally put them, put them up on the board. Right, Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is hitless
1: so far through three games. He's 0 for eight tonight.
4: I foolishly traded Uh, him. I traded him in big money uh, fantasy dynasty. So hopefully he's slowing down finally. He's like Trey
1: Mancini. Trey Mancini
4: is also hitless in three games. He's really far. Yeah, he had a pretty bad year. Remember they they held him off the uh, first round roster. I think they did. Right. Yeah,
1: well, no, I love no, him, but he's definitely uh,
4: he's seen he's seen better days. I love him, but he's kind of slowing down. It seems like. No, rem-
1: remember they didn't they didn't play in the first
4: round. They th- because they were one of the two top oh, teams, what was so I they thinking? didn't play in the wild. What card. Was I, I was, he wasn't in the lineup for a couple. Of, I read something where it was kind of notable that he wasn't really a key part of their lineup. Maybe I, I confused when it was or what it was, but he's definitely struggling. I know he wasn't playing every day. Definitely after they after leaving the Orioles, he really hasn't found a. Found his mark
1: yeah, with the and, uh, Astros. Yeah, and the, this is officially uh, a historic. It is officially postseason history because it's the first game in postseason history to be scoreless through at least seventeen innings. So this is a record tonight. Will anyone ever score? I mean, they got they got to at this point. They're they're approaching having played two straight games right now. So. Yeah. Something's gotta give at some point. Otherwise they're gonna run out yeah. of play. It's a wake
4: box. me up before you go go. Yeah, it's a war of attrition.
2: Yeah.
1: Pretty much at this wake, point.
2: Wake me up before you go-go.
1: Yeah. and yeah, I I for some reason for some reason one of my uh, one of my Facebook uh uh chat things was calling me for some reason i had to i had to exit out of that for a second um, yeah you know yeah it was uh, that that's what that's why my uh you know my thing may have gone silent there for a second uh but that's yeah. what that was uh you know what though i think you know going back to the Braves i think they were really missing Tyler Matzik as he had to undergo, he was obviously left off of the NLDS roster. And the reason is he had to undergo Tommy John surgery this week. Okay. That could be, that could play a role. So now he's going to be out all of next year and who knows, you know, depending on his, uh, depending on his status, maybe he may, he, he may be out at least maybe, maybe one and a half, maybe two seasons. Do wow. so we have uh, – yep, here we go.
4: Those injuries again. There we go.
1: Yep, the uh, the Astros take the lead.
4: Wow. Hi, dog. On yeah, a solo hand. homer by uh, Pena. And, and, of course, worth noting now, there's no longer that horrendous uh, start with a runner on second base in playoff baseball. Right.
2: We don't
4: have that in playoff. So, uh, <laughs> the maybe, maybe they should use it. Mariners at home, can they finally score a run now? We'll see. Uh, Interesting to see. I'm going to look it up who uh, the Mariners have coming up in their bottom half.
2: Maybe they should use an extra – Yeah, they'd probably say it's too cheap. (laughs) Well, they
1: haven't used – they haven't used Presley yet, I don't think, so I would assume that – or, no, they have used Presley. Interesting. So I wonder who the Astros – who do they even have in their bullpen? They have – They only have starters in their bullpen right now. So it looks like it's probably going to be Garcia. It's probably going to be Garcia who's already thrown four innings uh, in, in relief tonight. It's probably going to be Garcia. That's going to be out there for the, uh, for the bottom half of the The first
2: to the first bullpen to be depleted loses. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm just being psychological here. I
1: mean, you know, it's, not really psychological when you think about it. I mean, the Astros are pretty much down to their starters.
2: Well, they got I mean, they got Chris Money in who works from the concession stands and the parking meters to, uh, to fill in with, to go any further.
1: I mean, the only, the only pitchers that are remaining that are available are Verlander, who only went four innings, uh, Valdez, who pitched, I think, last night. Uh, Christian Javier, who pitched an inning in a third. Well, I guess maybe they could use Christian Javier. Uh, and Jose yeah. Urquidy, who has yet to pitch this series. So, I mean, obvi- uh, uh, either they're going to stick with Garcia, or maybe they might put in Urquidy, Uh because of the fact that they'll have a little bit of time to rest in between. Maybe they'll put in Urquidy to close it out. Maybe. And I can't really tell who. Let me see. What was the last half of last inning? Uh, they had rally. They had. Okay, so Adam Frazier was the last. All right, so that means that they would have Kalenic, Crawford, and Rodriguez up for the for the bottom half of the inning. For uh-huh. The Mariners. So. Basically, they're they What time this game beginning, assume... was,
2: Steve? What time this game begin? Because I didn't catch it from the beginning. Uh, Thursday, seven, you. I think. Ha ha ha. Thursday.
1: I think it was a seven o'clock start. Or maybe it was six. Oh. It might have been six actually.
2: Well, it's only four. It's only four hours and fifteen minutes. That's not. That's not too longly really at all.
1: Wait a minute. Hang on.
2: But again, there's nothing nothing game. It can go pretty quick. Yeah, hang on. Let me see.
1: Let me see what the original start time was supposed to be here. Okay, so was that four oh seven? Which technically that translates to. I think that translates to six oh seven because. Wait a minute. Three oh seven because that was central.
2: So 407. Oh wait,
1: here we go. Yeah, hang on, here we go. So MLB game three was four oh seven p.m. Okay, so yeah, they've been playing for six hours right now. Oh god. And it looks like Seattle is bringing in. I couldn't. I couldn't tell who was uh, who was brought in but Seattle is making a pitching change here. So uh some other bits of news from around the league. Uh this is kind of interesting. Uh the Yankees will be without Eraldus Chapman for their entire postseason run. Good. <laughs> after, after, after he after he'll never refused wear again. He refused to show up to a batting practice session that he was supposed to throw. Uh, he ended up skipping it and instead returned his home to his home in Miami. And now he will miss the chance. He will miss the chance to to pitch this postseason after missing the mandatory workout.
4: Yeah, he, was, he, he said he wasn't sure. He wasn't sure if he should show up. Are you kidding me? That's terrible yeah. as a high schooler or a college player. As a professional, let alone in the playoffs, let alone making tens of millions. I mean, that's that's your job at that point. He's a feud of the Yankees, so they're like, okay, see you later. We we don't miss you. Yeah. he's way yeah, too no, erratic. He, no, like, don't case, like they, they don't need him. They don't need him.
1: Chapman's that a that tells me. That tells me one thing.
4: He quit. Yeah, Not he's, he's, he's a good total punk. Quit. It's a punk move.
1: Yeah, like the these, the,
2: you can't fire me. I quit.
1: Yeah, basically, it's. I mean, he had a disappointing season to begin with, a 4.46 ERA out of the bullpen, and this guy was supposed yeah, to be yeah, a closer. Borderline,
2: borderline. You can't,
4: you can't trust him right now, especially his psyche and his arm in a, in a playoff game. They're better off without him.
2: Yeah.
4: See
1: ya, Chapman. Robbie, it's Robbie Ray that's now that's now uh coming into the game. The guy who blew game 1. Uh I have a feeling this uh this lead for Houston may potentially extend. Oh wow. Moving forward here. So I mean Robbie Ray, this is a, this is a guy who basically threw two when you're pitching to a lineup like Houston's. How the hell do you throw two straight leadoff balls?
0: Nobody wants
1: yeah, how how do you throw two straight meatballs to their hottest hitter, Jordan Alvarez, and he threw two straight meatballs right down the middle?
2: Mm. Two straight meatballs the game awful.
1: on the line, and now they got Kyle Tucker, who a thirty home run hitter during the regular on, season. One out. Yeah. I you know I I, I, sometimes I don't understand uh, certain certain coaching decisions.
2: No, probably just meant to throw us off. Possibly. Uh, The
1: Philadelphia Phillies uh, not only are they going to the NLCS, but they have they have officially taken the interim title off of their manager Rob Thompson and have officially named him the official head
4: uh you know uh head yeah coach with harry's a got be 2 proud. year
1: contract extension
4: you have to you have to at this point i mean look at this this is magic for them love him or hit him you have to respect the job he's done so it's job well yeah. oh definitely it's well,
2: well earned. you know
1: like i was yeah saying but harry's, earlier, got, to be, harry's got to be
2: proud though you
1: know <laughs> oh definitely but you know i i said i said this earlier today oh, no. oh. I, I find I would find it hard to believe that he doesn't win the Coach of the Year for the National League. I mean, how yeah, can you well take how, how can you take a team that was demolished by Joe Girardi, turn them around, yeah, make the bring them all the way to the playoffs, and not get Manager of the Year, and instead oh, give yeah. it to a guy like Dave Roberts who had uh, who had a monster lineup handed to them, basically.
2: I will give the Phillies credit, though. I mean, look, 22 and 29, um, at the end of April and early, early May, they fired Girardi. They had uh, no, no, not even a prayer in hell. They figured, you know, it's right. going to be a long season in Philadelphia. And look where they are. I mean, they were also the last team to get into the playoffs, and now they're going to the NLCS. This has got to be, you know, you know, a, a miracle story. You know, everybody's thinking the Dodgers oh, are going to win. But as I know my uh, partner, um, well, from another from another show, uh, Ralph Garcia, he tells me this: Louis, who is the only team that the Dodgers, you know, gonna you I mean by the Dodgers? The Dodgers themselves. And this is another example.
1: The Klondike. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you're right. And you know, here's the, here's the thing that I that I said. Of course, uh, you know, like I said with Dave Roberts, it's easy to to be handed a roster like LA has, and you know, win however many games they won. What was it? Over over a hundred games that they won this year.
4: Dave Roberts has been you're terrible. Right.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, I agree, Alex. Yeah. Roberts has made – even he's though he's a Boston hero for what he did in 2004, uh, some of his coaching decisions these past couple of years, even the, during the World Series run, have been absolutely horrific.
0: Absolutely.
4: Like – My roommate's a big big, see... big, big, big Dodgers fan, and he's like doesn't even want to watch the game. He's still so pissed with him. Yeah. You Just know, little it's things. like, that I team, don't so how, that they, they, they went, they've won despite him and now it's catching up. Right.
1: You know, it, it's like, I don't see how he can be, I mean, yeah, he won uh manager of the year in his first year with the Dodgers back in 2016, but yeah. I can't see how, he potentially wins manager of the year this year, even though he had uh, the Dodgers had the best record this year with him as their manager. I just, I don't see with that when you're handed a roster like that, how you deserve to have to be manager of the year over a guy like Rob Thompson, who turned around a team like the Phillies who looked like they were going absolutely nowhere to start off the year and then all of a sudden transform them into a Cinderella team
4: that we're seeing right yeah. now. Yeah, there's no comparison. You have to give it to you have to give it to the Phillies. Their manager deserves that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And by the way, by the way, might I add uh, Dave Roberts, he may be a World Series champion as a manager, but you might want to add a little bit of an asterisk to that because he won the World Series in a COVID-shortened year. Right,
2: yes. Everybody's wondering about that, too.
1: So I don't know exactly if you can consider him an actual World Series winning manager. When
2: well, look, I mean, you played, they, so obviously but would count for something because, you know, you know, although it was a shortened season and whatnot, but you still managed to play a World Series. So, yeah, I think I'd give him credit, even though it wasn't, you know, an, an actual full season. I mean, because you could say the same thing about when, um, you know, during the strike year of 81. You know, they didn't play a full season then, but, you know, they still gave the Dodgers credit for winning the World Series. Thank you very much. You during you during the playing some son of a bitch. But, uh, you know, but they could put an on in that too. Right,
1: that's true. I mean, uh, yeah, they they played a total of seventy eight games uh, with him, and and also I'll give a, I'll give a little of an assist to Kevin Cash too for for forgetting, absol- forgetting how to how to manage uh, last year or uh, in in twenty twenty, absolutely forgetting how to manage right as soon as he he made it to the World <laughs> Series. Um, oops, I forgot.
4: Maybe one of the worst his, uh, performances managing, by a
0: manager.
4: Man- yeah, he forgot his uh, how-to-manage one-on-one book in the trunk of his car.
1: How do you forget yeah, his name? That that yeah, that may be one of the worst managing uh, performances I've ever seen out of any manager of a World Series contending team. Uh, that so how was, do you forget? How How do you take out Blake Snell when he's oh, pitching a oh, gem? Dumb. Dumb. And you take him out of the game.
4: It's their, uh, it's that live by the sword, die by the sword. It's their, their, their uh, yeah, methodology, yeah. which has, which has proven to be successful a lot. But it totally ripped them apart in, in that particular instance. Yeah, I would never, i right. I would never take out Smell, but it's like they live by that Bible. They have their very particular yeah. set of rules that they abide by, yes. that they follow in, uh, in Tampa. They, they do things their way yeah well and it looks like garcia, good last night?
1: yeah it, it looks like uh, looks like garcia is uh is pitching this uh 18th inning here uh, wow, so he's looking, uh he's looking to close it down
4: some may close it
1: down. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know, when, when normally around the fifth, around the fifth inning of work is usually when teams like to strike on a pitcher. So exactly. I mean, this is a, uh, he's up at 57 pitches right now, but you know, this is a pretty, obviously it's a pretty crucial inning for the Astros if they want to close it out, but it's a very crucial inning pitching wise for uh for a starter like Garcia. All right, I'll say uh, one thing uh, though.
2: He's going to get exhausted.
1: Oh yeah. But uh, hey, he's going to have a little bit of extra time especially if uh especially with the Yankees uh series going at least four. So, yes. Uh going over to the going over to the NFL here, uh once again, Deshaun Watson is in the is in the headlines as he is now facing a 26th claim of sexual assault. Uh, The lawsuit was filed by a Jane Doe in Harris County, Texas, and this alleges that Watson found a massage therapist via Instagram back in December of 2020 and then pressured her into performing oral sex, which is similar to nearly every other accusation that he faced. Uh, He settled with 24 of his previous accusers, but now has two unresolved lawsuits. And what's interesting about this is this new accuser is not working with the lawyer of the other accusers being Tony Busby. And according to, according to an NFL spokesperson, they have said that Watson's status remains unchanged. However, We will monitor developments in the newly filed litigation, and any conduct that warrants further investigation or possible additional sanctions would be addressed within the personal conduct policy. And he's currently midway through his 11-game suspension, so it's entirely possible that this could result – if anything comes of this, this could result – in Deshaun Watson being suspended for the rest of the season.
2: Just we thought we heard it all. Wow! But you know, you know Oh my God! Really... Sorry, guys.
4: Not just on a, a quick little update. Notre Dame was driving to uh, take the lead, and they just fumbled on a big. They were they were driving, and they just fumbled. Yeah, regarding Deshaun uh, Watson, I mean, where yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. I I, I almost compared it to R. Kelly. He thought he was untouchable and then yeah there are more charges it's not it doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't make it automatic that the uh no. that the new accuser no. isn't being honest maybe she was a lot of people are scared you know shitless to come forth and raise their hand and say it happened yeah. them. so i she could be a total gold digger, but we don't know that so i'm not dismissing anything maybe yeah Steve, like you right. suggested maybe he's even facing a uh, another penalty now i, I I've always found that those cases of uh, some people don't want to go forward. And maybe they don't have an attorney, or, they, or maybe they're, uh, maybe there's a warrant out, or maybe they're homeless.
0: That uh, certain people don't want to go
4: to court. So, certain people don't want to raise their hand and go to court or uh, right. be involved in it. A lot of people don't want to be involved in a case like that. Right. You know, or maybe maybe, the, the, maybe that too. maybe that maybe that maybe that girl had a serious boyfriend, or maybe that girl was married when it happened. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of different reasons why. Victims or witnesses won't come forward on time. It you know. is over. Thanks, Yeah. Yep. The I mean, Houston... some, sometimes what happens? The Houston
1: Astros are officially advancing to the ALCS, so they will face either the Yankees or the Guardians. Oh, no. As Garcia closes it. I was afraid of this. And Jeremy Pena is the hero of the game with the only run being a solo homer. and just so like that finally the Cinderella season the cin- the Cinderella season is over for the Seattle Mariners after 18 innings. But anyways, though ba- back to what you were saying though Alex about uh about the new accuser. I'm not saying that she isn't being honest. You know, I just I think the timing is a little suspect because you would think uh you know why didn't this come forward when all the other accusers had come forward and you know i did kind of think uh when you were when you were uh when you were speaking i kind of thought okay maybe perhaps she experienced a little bit of trauma perhaps that she didn't want to relive at that point no you know, maybe that was a possibility, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe perhaps, uh, I mean, it is possible that she could be a gold digger. It is also possible that maybe, maybe she just didn't want to come forward with it because of the trauma and she didn't want to, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of the, uh, well, no, never mind. that that has nothing to do with it. Um, you know, I was going to compare it to the new Clerks movie, but uh, that's, okay. two completely different th- that's two completely different things. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe perhaps she didn't want to face that trauma head on
4: right away. Yeah. Or like I said, maybe yeah. she was married and did, or had a serious boyfriend. There's so many different reasons. Maybe we don't know. Like, didn't want that to be revealed, that she was... Uh, with him uh, in any sexual manner, or maybe she was in trouble with the law and not trying to be visible or on probation. I don't know. There's so many different weird things that could go wrong. Sometimes it takes people 10 years, 20 years, 20 years. So, I mean, what is this, three or four or five or six months after everyone else? It's not like it's 20 Mm -hmm. years later. Right. Yeah, it's a couple of months after.
1: It's a it's it's a couple of months after. I don't know the exact. Uh, I can't remember the exact time frame, but uh, it's definitely at least a couple of months. Uh, it was it it was settled before the season had begun. That much I remember. It was settled. I think it was during the second. Was it the second week of the preseason? Maybe I think. Yeah, yeah I think it might have been the second week of the preseason because I remember uh the suspension went into effect immediately and basically he was forbidden from practicing with the team or participating in the in the preseason matchups so uh yeah i think i think it was i think it was it was during the preseason that his suspension was officially handed down and honestly i i truly believe that he's probably facing a full year-long suspension now. And I wouldn't be surprised if it extends maybe potentially into next season. Mm -hmm. Because the NFL, you know know damn well they're going to want to make a huge statement out of this because of the fact that, who knows, there may be more cases that even come out. You know, this is case number 26. That doesn't mean that this is the end of the cases,
3: Yeah, but uh,
1: obviously, though, if, you know, more information on this comes out, we'll obviously uh, cover that as it happens. Uh, There was one incident that took place on Monday Night Football uh, at the end of the Raiders-Chiefs game where uh, Raiders receiver Devontae Adams Uh, Allegedly shot Or I shouldn't say allegedly It it did happen on camera He shoved a cameraman uh, Who ended up being a freelancer Working for ESPN During Monday Night Football Uh, He has uh, Adams has now been charged With misdemeanor assault uh, After the cameraman Claims to have suffered A possible minor concussion As well as whiplash Due to the incident And he reportedly filed a police report against Adams. Uh, Adams had ended up apologizing for the incident on social media, but clearly, you know, this isn't going away anytime soon. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like maybe perhaps Adams could face serious discipline from the NFL, including a potential suspension. Uh but for right now though, obviously the Raiders have a bye this week and uh Adams's court date is currently set for November 10th. So, I mean I don't I don't know I don't know if either of you saw the uh you know the incident take place cuz it was on TV. It was shown on TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh but to me, it kind of seemed like Adams was thinking that it was a fan that that had somehow gotten out of their seat and had jumped the rail or something and was trying and was trying to come at him as he was going into the tunnel. That's what it looked like to me. It didn't look. I mean, really, what NFL? What NFL player would purposely?
4: charge at a uh charge at a camera operator you know what he was a, absolutely in the wrong and at the same time he was very frustrated i'm not excusing it but i mean look what happened he ran into rent for a, they're one and four it's been a not a train wreck It's has been there they're finding ways to lose at the end they're obviously as we all yeah. know they're a very extremely talented team but look at at the end of the day you're as good as your record so he was pissed off exactly it was a big game uh, on on a national stage. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, he he had that incredibly, incredible uh, play to score that late touchdown, and then he's almost the man again, and then he runs into Renfro. The guy ran ran in front of him, but still, I mean, he's not, he wasn't born yesterday. He he knows the guy's not a terrorist or uh, carrying a weapon. He had no reason to to shove the guy. And I also think definitely at the same time, it's over the top. He should not be getting charged for it. I mean, give me a break. That's like Wagner getting yeah. charged. It's with it's neither him nor uh, Bobby Wagner should be getting charged. I mean, come on. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard anything of Wagner
4: uh, specifically getting
1: charged for it because I mean, yeah, you know, we did, we did talk about that last week. Uh, the incident with Wagner. Um, I haven't heard any update in particular about that, but you know, it would be very hard to charge Wagner because this actually happened during the game, you know, like when uh, a fan was actually charging the field in this case, it was a cameraman. So I think there is, you know, while it is maybe a little bit over the top, uh, it's not like Adams could really say that this was a fan trying to charge him, that he thought it was a fan trying to charge him because, what fan jumps out at the end of the game <laughs> right normally when fans want to do that they do it they want to make an ass of themselves during the middle of a game right not towards the end you know it's obviously that you know this isn't the end of a uh, of this story uh Honestly, I don't think he really deserves to be suspended. Maybe a fine, yes, but
4: I don't think he right. deserves to be suspended. I would give him a hefty fine, twenty grand.
2: Yeah, I for would. Give, you say, know, I'd,
4: I'd give him I'd, a crap in the bucket for him, but I don't think you can. Yeah, uh, you a- know what? though? that that does not happen typically. I I you know what? I would hand down one game, not a big suspension, but you know that's. You, I mean, you can't let that slide. I don't think. True. I haven't seen that happen really. I saw Rodman kick someone in the balls underneath uh you know, on the baseline. was just
2: kicking balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: But I mean, I don't know. I mean, he kind of tried. He he really did. He ran. The, he pushed the guy to the ground. I, I don't know. Would you? I don't mean to sound like a nun, but uh, I'd probably suspend, suspend him one game. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, Lou, what do you think? Uh, maybe two games, but no more than that.
1: Yeah, you, you know, to me, I'd say maybe. I, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of agree with Alex. Maybe if they're going to suspend him, maybe suspend him for one game. I don't think it's. I don't think it's you know severe enough to where it's you know. To where it's one specific, to where it's uh, it should be more than one game. I mean, honestly, when you kind of think of it, it's kind of the cameraman is kind of at fault too. You know, a player literally just uh, a player literally just uh, literally just had a frustrating moment in the yeah. game to end the game. Do you really want to get in his face right after it happens? I mean, I know you're trying to do
4: your job, but at the same time, you got to know certain boundaries. I don't think he was trying to approach him one-on-one individually and, like, zoom in. I think he was literally caught in the crossfire. I think he was kind of walking across like uh, maybe he didn't wasn't being the most aware that he should have. You know what I mean? I didn't Possibly, look at you. He yeah. obviously wasn't in, in, interviewing him. He was a, a, a freelance photographer, as you noted. So I yeah. think he was just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. I don't think Adams – he wasn't a threat. He wasn't annoyed. I mean, he was in the way, and Adams just shoved him, so yeah the guy wasn't trying to get an autograph or, or trying to approach Adams. I think he literally just ran in front of him. I don't think I think Adams just reacted way too harshly because he was pissed
3: off,
1: yeah, and that's you know obviously that's that's kind of understandable when you think about it that Adams would act that way, considering the fact that he's literally just coming off of a, coming off of the field, coming on a loss uh you know he's not clear he's clearly not thinking straight at the time you know that's not to excuse him from what he did but uh you know it it kind of makes sense of why the push why the shove even happened to begin with but uh the one thing I am surprised about that game, though, is that somehow Josh McDaniels has not been fired yet as head coach, and I think that may have to do with the oh, fact exactly. that because, because, it, because it was just, because he he uh he lost by a slim margin because he decided to go for two points instead of kicking the, the extra point, which would have tied the game.:
4: That was awful.
1: That was awful. you know, and it, it it was an awful call. Uh, I, I understand why he did it, though, because he probably figured, well, Kansas City, you know, it's better to put the pressure on the offense than to, you know, than to head in head into the potential final series in a tight game. However, though, there was one team, and I, you know, I said that uh, – I said that this would happen, and it ended up happening. The Carolina Panthers did officially fire their head coach, Matt Rule, uh, after starting off the season one and four. Uh, Former Arizona coach Steve Wilkes will take over as interim coach. Uh, Previously, he had been their defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach uh prior to taking over as interim coach and also i believe uh they also got they got rid of somebody else as well i forget who it was yeah. but they <laughs> they
0: got
1: they 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 got rid of maybe their defensive coordinator i think
2: right i
1: forget i forget who else they got rid of they got rid of not just matt rule but they got rid of a second coach as well Uh, But still, I mean, this is, you know, this is a guy who they owe, I think, I think it's like $48 million that they owe remaining on his deal because they signed him stupidly to an eight-year deal when they, uh, when they signed him out of Baylor. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, for Obviously, you know Baker mayfield's atrocious play is the biggest problem uh, of the team yes. but also the larger the larger issue is the fact that you have a guy who calls himself an offensive mind uh yet he has zero idea about how he wants to generate points at the n f l level yeah the play it's play
4: it's play, it's play calling is offensive yes, yeah. But, for, you know from all from all uh
1: indications it sounds like he will be back on the college sidelines uh next fall from what it sounds like as uh Nebraska apparently is one of the locations that uh rule is potentially looking at getting back onto uh getting onto the onto the college football field uh and as for the Panthers it looks like maybe uh, analytics-minded uh, owner David Tepper may have to actually get serious about bringing his franchise into the 21st century here,
0: yeah.
1: uh, for once. So, and, and Tepper had quite the uh, he had quite the back and forth with the media members too during his press conference that he had. So, uh, needless to say, it is not looking good right now in Carolina. Uh, to the point of yeah. where, to the point of where they're now listening on trade talks for Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, as well as a uh-huh. few others. I know Brett. I know uh, Burns is also one of the guys they're listening on. Uh, they're listening on quite a few people. Uh, so I think with the trade deadline coming up here, uh, trade deadline of course is November first. I think you could pro- you could potentially see the Panthers going on a huge fire sale moving forward here.
4: I don't get why ben, you would trade honestly, McCaffrey. Still relatively young, I would trade Moore and uh, more He was a thousand yard receiver. I, I, they gave him a big contract. I'd move him. And Robbie Anderson's been very up and down. But I mean, McCaffrey's oh, more, the cornerstone uh, of their – I don't know. I wouldn't yeah, move him.
1: More... I, th- I think Moore is definitely being moved. I I know I know Moore has definitely uh from from all indications it sounds like teams have already made offers uh for Moore to the uh Carolina Panthers already. So uh and Mac- as far as McCaffrey goes, I mean yeah, he's young. He's still relatively young. He's 26, but I think Carolina may want to may want to get what they can get for him right now considering the fact that they're going to be in a rebuild for God knows how long. And, you know, they, with with him, with him not having a quarterback, an actual quarterback to throw to him, there may be still some teams that really value him highly to the point of where maybe they could get a first round, maybe a second, uh, maybe a second round pick, uh, maybe a first and second round pick. In exchange for him Uh, to where his value technically, even though he has low numbers this year so far, uh, his value is still pretty high around the league. So I think the Panthers may want to look at potentially selling him now while they can before his value diminishes any further. Although I would agree with you Alex, I would I would I would think that uh you know it would be tough to move on from a franchise cornerstone in McCaffrey who's supposed to be you know the guy they're they're supposed to be building around but you know right now I mean things are just horrific with the Carolina Panthers to where I mean they only have because of different moves that they've done I think they only have, like, three or
4: four draft picks heading into this year. So, yeah, they're really uh, uh, painted themselves into a corner. So, yeah, they do need picks. They need to uh, reload and reset, that's for sure.
1: And I'm wondering if maybe perhaps they might do that by – I mean, th- think about it. If if they move more, and they move McCaffrey – they're going to probably get a treasure trove of draft picks. I mean, it's, de- it's definitely right. going to be, it's going to be a bunch. So I would be, you know, I would be very surprised if, uh, you know you know, if we look at Carolina and we still see, after the deadline, if we see certain players still there,
4: yeah, we'll see. They, I uh, mean, I would. Have, I uh, mean, I mentioned, Brian, I mentioned it. I mentioned it last week's show. They have a lot of talent defensively, and they have McCaffrey. They have some weapons. They got to. They got to get. They got to get rid of McCaffrey. Uh, they got to get rid of uh, Baker, obviously. Get rid of McCaffrey. Right. Yeah. Maybe I mean, calm. when
1: you think about it. When you think about it, you take a look at all the players that could potentially be moved here. Robbie Anderson, I mean, you you'd probably be looking at maybe a late day three pick for him, which is not really not really much. Uh, Brian Burns, he's still playing at the at the top of his uh, at the top of his peak, so they could potentially look for a first round pick or perhaps more in any potential deal. For Brian Burns, uh, you know Marquise Haynes is another option. You know they could
4: potentially really be looking Burns, at him. But again, I never, I never understand why teams, when they're rebuilding, why would you unload someone who's like 24 years old? Unload, maybe unload McCaffrey, but I mean Burns. Are you going to be able to draft someone as good as Brian Burns as, as, with a first rounder? Probably not. He's like what his it like third do- year. With- I'd keep Brian Burns. Yeah. Let him be, let yeah, him be I, a main I, part I of the rebuild.
1: I think that one has to do mainly with the fact that Burns wants a, uh, Burns wants a pretty big contract and the Panthers aren't willing to pay. Uh, okay. Because he's currently playing uh, next year. He'll be playing on a fifth year option. And after that, you know, they'll need to sign him to an extension if they want if they wanna continue
4: if if they wanna to continue to keep him around. I don't um, like that. Okay, that makes sense. That makes
2: sense.
1: Yeah. I mean they could they yeah. could very likely get a pretty hefty price in return for him. Now as far as, as far as Marquee, uh Marquise Haynes is another option, they could they could possibly get an early day three pick here from what it sounds like uh Matt uh Matt Owen Owen Knightis I think uh who's a mm-hmm. ru- interior interior run defender uh you could probably, you could possibly see a 5th or 6th round pick back for him uh Dante Jackson you know is looked at as a potential option uh maybe a 3rd or 2nd round pick for Jackson uh you got Corey Littleton who's probably going to see the trade market as well. Uh, you know, teams wouldn't really have to give up that much to land him, maybe a day three pick. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, I mean, hell. <laughs> you just you take a look at, at, uh, at uh, teams that are interested in him. You know, Buffalo has supposedly already called in to Carolina about potentially landing him. And only one million dollar uh only one million dollars of next season is guaranteed due to injury. Mm-hmm. So wow. I mean t- any team any team that acquires him could potentially view him as just a one year rental and then move on if they choose to do so and end up, you know, acquiring uh the compensatory pick. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they yeah. would get for him in return. Uh But what's interesting here, though, is Bleacher Report believes that given his uh, good, not great production in recent years and injury history, uh, Carolina may not even get a first round pick back in return, which I find, you know, honestly, I find insane because you know, he's a dual threat. How how can you not get a first or second round pick back, uh, in exchange for, for McCaffrey? Yeah, no, you
4: you have to get a number one pick for him. He's a transcendent talent. One of the best running backs of our time. I mean. Right. Yeah, they have to get a first rounder. There's no way i move him without a first rounder.
1: All right, Lou, what are your thoughts on this uh, with McCaffrey? Do you – could you see him going for anything other than a first-round pick or more? No.
2: No, I, I really don't. McCaffrey's, you know, McCaffrey's a washout, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean. It's better. Yeah, it would be very surprising if, uh, yes. if we see him go for, if he does go, if we see him go for anything less than a first-round pick.
4: I would be very surprised. Yeah, nothing left. I I can't. I cannot. If I'm a GM, I cannot move him without a first round pick being part of that deal.
1: Right. Yeah. You, you know what? Let me. Let's bring in JB. JB is joining us. Uh,
2: oh, JB is joining okay. us
1: tonight here. Uh, JB, we, we've been talking about uh, the Carolina Panthers and how they've basically. Pretty much uh, a lot of people believe they're heading into a fire sale mode here. Uh, And one of the, one of the players that's been talked about is Christian McCaffrey and whether or not Carolina may look to move on from their franchise uh, running back here. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on Carolina and where they stand right now? Do you think that with the state that the team is in, that they could potentially move on from their uh from their franchise running back,
3: hey, you're talking to somebody that knows nothing about uh football uh, you know just by going by their uh record you know it doesn't show that they're doing uh, anything, anything, Um, you know, I don't really, I don't know, really, Uh, you know, if I had more knowledge of, uh, you know, the team and everything like that, I would give you a better answer.
1: Well, I mean, you know, this is a team that literally just fired their head coach this week. And it's clear that they're heading on a downhill spiral now to the point of where, you know, they, they gotta be, I mean, they've been in a rebuilding process for God knows how many years it's like you, you have a guy that may actually still be worth something. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be smart to, uh to kind of, to kind of get as much as you possibly can for him Despite knowing that, you know, you're probably still going to be in a rebuilding process for
3: years to come. Well, you could say the same thing about the uh, Bengals, too. When they got uh, Joe Burrow, uh, wouldn't it be smart for, would it be, would it have been smart for them to uh, maybe trade for some other, uh, you know, football player? but at the time they needed a uh, quarterback yeah. and you know things were things were different back then i just brought up joe burrow just because uh yeah. cincinnati was in a rebuilding uh stage too because they just got rid of uh oh what's his face andy dalton and yeah. uh smart move yeah, if it weren't for uh, Joe Burrow, I would say uh being they had a first round pick, they more or less had I don't want to say a cream of the crop, uh, you know, pick. But right. other than Joe Burrow, I'm sure they would have picked uh some other quarterback. Well, I mean
1: think about it. That he was the would... consensus first overall pick that year. So Right. You know, uh J J B it's it, I look at it like this. You know, if 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 the first round pick that year was anybody other than a generational talent like Burrow, like somebody that could transform your franchise. If that pick if that first round pick was anybody other than Burrow, I think Cincinnati would have thought about maybe potentially moving it, but because they needed a quarterback and because Burrow was easily the, the number one player at the time on draft boards, you know, I don't blame them one bit for keeping that pick and taking Burrow with that. Oh yeah. I mean, you saw what he did last year. He brought them uh, in his first full healthy season he brought them to the super bowl
3: even so. though he was sacked i don't know god knows how many yeah. times and it's like man and i even i even uh, said it uh right right when uh, or right before uh they picked him i said you know if they pick him i want to see them get somebody that'll the quarterback and it it didn't it it, it seems like they you know, got a couple players, but they didn't protect the quarterback like uh you would think so. Yeah. They still well, need be, they they still need to get some offensive uh, guys in there. Maybe well, you to know be f- one to or be two. Be fair
1: though, J B. To be fair though, J B, back then they didn't feel like they needed offensive line help. They weren't right. expecting right. – when Bur- when Burrow came in, they weren't expecting their offensive line to completely crumble like they did, which resulted in him getting injured and ending his rookie season early. So right. – the fact that that the fact that that even happened, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, that that brought up the other case of should they have drafted Penae Sewell or should they have drafted Chase Young or not Chase Young, uh, Jamar Chase.
4: So yeah, they and they got the right Jamar Chase by going after. Yeah, I, that's I, I been, been dividends. I, I mean, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. is his best friend. That that was a great draft pick. Sewell's so yeah. good yeah. too, but I mean, that, the Bengals wouldn't have made the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase. Exactly. Yes. You know, I still take think, out still
1: think they take, made take the out right Jamar decision.
3: Chase, and I don't think they would have uh, gone to the Super Bowl, really. Yeah. You know, but then again, who's to know? Exactly. By,
1: by the way, a, a quick update here: uh, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones did make the trip to Cleveland, but it sounds like it is still highly unlikely that he plays. So it looks like Bailey Zappa. Mm will be back in uh at quarterback for the Patriots against Cleveland t- tomorrow. Oh. Which I thought I thought I thought it was kind of weird that they still brought him to uh you know that they still brought him with them even though I mean let's face it you're not going to be out for 2 weeks and then randomly be back from a high ankle sprain. That's oh. just not going to happen. Yeah. And let's see uh an update on the goal post it looks like it is still in the river. Still in the I river huh? right now. Yep. That's what it looks like. Uh JB mm-hmm. if you if you don't know obviously obviously I'm pretty sure you paid attention to the uh Tennessee Alabama score uh but the The goalpost. They they ended up walking. Uh, after after the fans stormed the field, they ended up taking the goalpost with them out of the stadium, and they brought (laughs) it all the way to the nearby river. Yeah. Oh
3: man. You gotta love it. And they ended up.
1: And they ended up throwing it into the bottom of the river.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like that.
3: And I actually picked uh, Tennessee, too. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah,
2: of course. You know, ah, of course how about my, that? See, I'm not the only one.
3: It's yeah, one you're not the of, you only know, one. You know, it's just one of them things. I figured, well, if they're only favored by seven or something like that. Nine. I thought, yeah, they'll beat them by that. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and, of course, my dumbass picked the Crimson Tide, so... Yeah. yeah. Needless to say, but well, it is so it is so, official. Did, the,
3: so so did I. So you're not the only one. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. Um, it, it is official though the goalpost is still at the bottom of the Tennessee River right now. So uh needless unreal. to say, uh needless to say the volunteers are going to uh face uh some sort of charges uh by the NCAA as a result of that. Well, they were going to face charges anyways for the fans storming the field, but now uh, they're going to face charges for a missing goalpost. So it's uh, so okay. They took the goalpost. So this is the full route that they took. So they took the goalpost out of the stadium, through campus, down the Cumberland Strip, and then onto then down onto Neyland, then over to the river. So Jeez. they went quite a uh quite a quite a route to get to to get over to the river. So and I mean this game ended like what two hours ago, two hours, three hours ago. Three hours ago, yeah.
3: But then again uh, again then again the whole city of uh Knoxville is probably, you know, going nuts too. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Them? I mean this is a team that you know, they were a team that they have, they were
3: they were probably the whole city of Knoxville was uh, you know, probably uh, they they probably would have uh you know, if the if they wouldn't have done it, uh the other uh people in uh, Knoxville they would have uh they would have sure. stormed in and they would have taken the their goalpost and put it in themselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a team that they have lost fifteen Fifteen years too. So, and by wow. the way, we have quite the situation right now. Bottom of the ninth inning, Yankees up five to four, but Cleveland has the bases loaded with Gonzalez. Oh up. no! Ooh. Two outs though. That was a so, of it. It is two. It, there, there are two outs though. So,
4: uh, any. Shut up. Uh oh.
1: I mean, uh, any hit, honestly, and you may be looking at a walk-off here by Cleveland. Okay, not yet. I yeah, mean, if I'm it's a decent hit, a second, it's
3: going to bring in two it's runs. A
1: decent, if it's a decent hit, yeah. Depending yeah, on are going to bring in two runs. Anyway. Actually, let me see. Who is on? Wow. Let me see who is on. Uh, <laughs> they got Quan at third. Third? Kwan is definitely going to score. Rosario, could he score from second? I think Rosario – well, yeah, Rosario, their shortstop, yeah, he's got could wheels. potentially he's score a, from he's second. A,
4: yeah. yeah, he's a good base runner. He's fast. Yep.
1: Uh, that, it is possible. Uh, they they do have Schmidt pitching right now uh, here to try and the close rookie, it out. Uh,
4: rookie Oscar so. off, Gonzalez to uh, hit a walk-off uh, against Tampa.
1: There we go. Good young player. Yep.
2: (laughs) Time (laughs) run. Oh, my God. That's a walk-off. That's a walk-off win for the Guardians. I'm sick. (laughs) Uh. How in the world let this get away? I don't know. I don't believe it. I wish I
3: could. But that is yeah, a I, long, saw long that, I saw that. I saw that Tennessee score, top. and I was thinking, these fans so are so probably loose. thinking about the the same thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, and they're they're similar to the Rays. They're young and hungry, and they don't have much payroll at all. Guardians are a dangerous team playing with house the, money. you know wow. they're, they're, playing they're playing they're
3: the fr- playing the playing the Yankees. It's like holy.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, man, and they got nothing to. That, you know, the pressure is on the big money, big, big name Yankees. The big name Yankees—they're they got the pressure. The Guardians are playing with half the money. Yeah, right. they're just having fun. They're having fun. So, but let's see who do we have? We have for game four. I mean, no one, we have no one's, Garrett Cole. No one, no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna insult the Guardians if they lose this series. So, like, they have all the right. confidence. They're just they're carefree. The Yankees got all the pressure
1: yeah and you have and you have uh you have Mr Kermit the frog himself Garrett Cole pitching game four against uh cal bro. Quantrill, so it's a matchup of aces in game four so this series is going at least five potentially or i should say at least four, four. uh yeah. but potentially five.
3: Yeah, that's that. That picture that looks like he was uh, saying a few choice words to himself. <laughs>
1: I did not see. You know, I, I I had said last week,
3: uh,
1: when I was talking when I was talking with Lou with, uh, with you on your show, Lou, I had said maybe yeah. perhaps we might see Cleveland steal one game. I did not see them taking two. Uh, no. I did not whatsoever see them taking two games but I got I got to tell you something uh if New York expects to to stay alive in this series they're going to need Judge to wake up they're going to need yeah. they're they're going they're going to need Stanton to wake up yeah. I mean my god you have Stanton hitting 111 you have Judge hitting 83 even Torres, Glaber right. Torres is only batting 167. I mean, my god. And actually, uh Wandy Peralta is the one who brought because of of how he pitched to, uh out of the bullpen for the Yankees tonight he's the one who brought Cleveland back into this. I mean, this is, you know, Cleveland has two shots at it now. They have two shots to close out the Yankees. How insane is this that the potential top two records in the league may both be eliminated in the divisional series?
2: Well, I think... Uh,
1: potentially, uh, you know, so... So this is the same guy Gonzalez I believe he's the one who actually uh walked off uh in the uh what's it called in the wild card too. Yeah. Yeah, he walked off he he's the, the I I believe the, I believe they said he's uh the first guardian to have Back to to have uh, multiple walk offs in a single uh, postseason. I think I think that's what they uh, said there. I mean, wow! That is uh, this series just got very interesting now. Uh,
4: Obviously, game
1: four.
4: Yeah uh the
2: game so this
1: so this will be a rematch of game 1 actually Garrett Cole pitched pretty well six and a third innings one earned run uh Quantrill went five innings giving up three runs so you know i it is entirely possible New York could force a game 5 if they if they follow the same uh you know the same stat
4: line as uh as game 1 Cleveland loves the fact they're up two one and they they host them again. They're gonna try to close them out. Yeah, it's a good thing. Quantrell. Quantrell, yep. Good picture. Again
1: they're probably yeah, it's a rematch. Money. It's a it's a rematch of uh a rematch of game one.
4: And and you know, if you're if you're uh on the side of Cleveland you know, if they do lose the next game, well, they just won the last time and they were in the Bronx, so they'll go back and do it yeah. again. I mean, they, they have a clear advantage right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that said, the Francona yeah. also they have a huge, huge advantage with uh, as far as coaching and managing. Terry Francona is a great coach. Aaron Boone's kind of just—I uh, don't even know what the hell the guy's doing. So the, it would
2: hell. <laughs> that was for sure. Cle-
4: Cle- Cleveland's gonna Cleveland's gonna do everything possible to uh, close it out next game. Uh, y-
1: yeah. You know, you know what happens. You know what happens with Boone. By the time the postseason hits, every time the postseason hits, Boone basically checks out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time Boone ever really had a functioning brain was. In two thousand and three, when he walked when he walked off against the uh, yeah. against the Red Sox, that's pretty much the last time he ever really did it. A- I mean, this now makes it he he entered the postseason this year oh. with an eleven with an eleven and eleven oh. record for the Yankees in the postseason, and now, yes. now he's up to twelve and thirteen. So. It's, I mean, granted, I believe his contract is coming up as well. So Uh I would not, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Yankees potentially reassess where they are. If, if the Yankees end up dropping this series, I wouldn't be surprised if they reassess whether or not they want to move forward with Boone. I mean, yeah. He's a he's a fantastic regular season coach four four twenty seven
4: and two eighty one through five through five seasons, but with the with the with a payroll and with a lineup, I mean I'm he's a fantastic manager. I I don't know. I disagree. Aaron Roberts, Dave Boone. I mean Dave Roberts, Aaron Boone. I get confused. Yeah. They, they both kind of they inherit it, they inherit a great roster every day. How great are they? Look at if Terry Francona was coaching the Yankees, Boone's got a really good uh, good job. He's got a great game. Honestly, I I, mean, I I don't know how great I don't know how great Aaron Boone is. I
1: I don't know. Well, I would I would consider Francona a better coach than Boone, and not just because you know obviously because he's coaching the Guardians this series, but. I mean looking at like just looking at Francona's entire body of work as a head coach I mean you saw what he did with Boston uh two world series wins in 2004 and 2007 uh but just overall as a head coach you know losing seasons are very rare with him I think yeah throughout his entire co- throughout his entire coaching career uh not not including Philadelphia we're not even going to bring up Philadelphia uh but between yeah. Boston and Cleveland he only had one season where he was under 500 and that was in 2021 where he went 80 and 82 right. but he has led Cleveland to the World Series before back in 2016 where he ended up losing to the Chicago Cubs Wow. Yeah. So, so it's you know I mean who knows if if Cleveland obvi- obviously I don't see Cleveland uh, you know beating Houston if they end up advancing against uh, against the Yankees I don't see them uh, beating Houston. Uh, yeah. But, I mean I, I'll put it this way. I believe if Francona was coaching the Yankees, I think the Yankees would probably be in a much in a much better spot right now compared to some of the decisions that Boone has made.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think it's yeah. a combination of things. Steve um, Cashman's comfortable, and I think Cashman's comfortable with Boone. Boone, you know what I mean? It's kind of like they're just going with the flow. They have the keys to the car, and they they inherited a sports car. I I, I don't know how it's accessible, but they're uh, they're really good during the regular season, and we've seen it time and again. They fall short, and no one's accountable. I mean, Boone, right now, have you ever seen a manager? Every single night, uh, the Yankees have a different lineup. They they have no continuity, no consistency with their lineup. Again, I think it's like Dave Roberts. The Dodgers win despite of him. I think the Yankees are so talented, they win despite of what Boone does. I don't think Boone helps the Yankees. I think Boone kind of holds them back. No, I agree. You
1: know, I agree. I would almost say that the Yankees were better off with Joe Girardi as their manager, as opposed to Boone.
4: Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. He was more blue-collar. He would call players out. Boone seems like a big brother, just like a buddy hanging out on the sideline. Girardi got pissed off and some some players got angry, so now, yeah, now the players you know you get what you want. Boone doesn't really hold anyone accountable Well, How long did it take him to bench Aaron Hicks about you know three weeks, uh three months? I mean, yeah, I don't know, Boone seems like he got babies players, those guys are big boys, they need someone to kick their ass in line sometimes, exactly wonderful. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know who would be the perfect the perfect coach for for the Yankees, Buck Showalter. I mean, you saw what what he did with Baltimore, you saw what he did during his first year with the Mets.
4: Yeah, I would so, agree. I mean, Buck, I, I'm I'm actually amazed that they did not bring him back. I'm I'm really that's that's awesome that you brought that up, Steve. I didn't even think of that. You know. Buck, I mean, Buck, growing up, uh, well, no, I mean, overall in his career, his his lineage, uh, as far as his baseball career, Buck was the Yankee first and foremost. So I was kind of shocked when he finally came out of retirement. I mean, I I thought the Yankees should have uh, tried to hire him uh, years ago. And then, obviously, when the new uh, ownership came over, you know, took over for the Mets, uh, the first call the billionaire owner called was uh, Buck Showalter. He wanted him out of retirement. I mean, you know, but sadly that, you know, the manager can't hold the bat and swing the Mets absolutely shat the bed. But, uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, Buck Showalter would be a better manager right now for the New York Yankees. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. Without, in my opinion, definitely, without a doubt. What What are your thoughts, Lou? Oh, wait, uh, on, on, on Showalter. Do you think he would be a yeah. better option uh, than Aaron
2: Boone by now, if he if he were the Yankees manager, I would say. Well, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Boone hasn't you know done terribly. I mean, the Yankees, of course, are still you know powerhouse in the division, so I wouldn't say you know I give up. I, and I don't think uh, Showalter would want to leave the Mets though. Anyway, not after what he's done to them this season. So uh, I I really don't see it. Yeah. I, was a I match mean, after having, after having an incredible season, he, he wouldn't do that. I don't think he's the kind of guy that would jump ship, especially, you know, the across-town rival, you know, after, the, after this season. Now, if it was yeah. in reverse, if it was, you know, the season up from hell, like maybe uh, 40, 120, yeah, then maybe, uh, you know, he would probably jump ship. But, you know, he's helped that match, uh, match franchise turn around. Okay, so they got Alistair in, in the uh, wildcard playoff, but still, you know, can't deny what he's done for the Mets, much to my dismay. So right. um, I'm not seeing it. Of course, uh, Diane, you know, would probably say the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, uh, thank Diane once again for uh, for calling in tonight. I know she disconnected after that first after that first hour, uh, but it was great. To, it was great to have her on the show tonight.
2: I'll tell you that I'm, I'm sure she was very pleased.
1: And. Uh, yeah,
4: R- real quick.
2: Uh,
4: J- yeah, it was definitely Diane's a great person. It was. It, she had some good insight. It was fun. It's my
2: girl. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: and you know, t- tell her, tell her, feel free whenever, whenever she if she, if she feels like it uh, to call to call in, uh, uh, Whenever, whenever, yeah. uh, whenever she wants. Every we have it every Saturday night, of course. So I'll tell her. I'll tell her tomorrow. It's a little late now,
2: but I'll tell her tomorrow. Well, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I obviously it's a little late now, but you know, she's more than welcome to to join us anytime. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Uh JB, what are, Yeah. What are your so what are your thoughts uh JB uh on the Yankees struggles? Do you think it's more to the fault of Aaron Boone or do you think it's more to the fault of the players that the players aren't responding to Boone?
3: Uh, even, even though, you know, the, uh, even though people say, uh, you know, it, it all, it all falls on the manager, I seem to, uh, I don't know. I disagree with that. I kind of fault the, uh, players because I, I feel that the players even though uh, Aaron Boone is, uh, you know, behind them, telling them what to do, I think they still have this uh, – how long has Aaron Boone been uh, with the Yankees?
1: Uh, five – I think this is his fifth year
3: as manager. I would
1: say
4: five years, JB. think yeah, five, five years. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what JB's saying, too. It, ultimately, it's up to them to, to – to hold that bat and hit that home run. You know, that's a good that's yeah. a good argument, too.
3: And JB, keep going.
4: I, I didn't mean to cut you off, JB. Keep going.
3: I was going to say, I think the younger players that are in there are going to uh, listen more to um, Aaron Boone. The older players, yeah. they're just going to go out there and say, well, you know, I've I've been with uh you know this uh manager and I've been with that manager and you know what I'm going to do what not not really I'm going to do what I'm going to do but the, you know the bottom line is I, I don't think that they're I think that they're going to do oh uh, what uh they think is uh best and you can say that you know they're going to do what what they're going to uh do and if they don't think that aaron boone is making the right calls i think they're gonna the older players anyway the older ones uh right the ones that have been with uh the franchise. I think they're going to say, well, you know, we didn't do this in the past. Uh, Why should we start doing it any different?
1: So so basically you're saying, you're saying, you're saying basically that they'd be looking at it like I've succeeded uh, in other, in other places with different managers beforehand. I know what I'm doing. Clearly you don't know what you're doing.
3: Yeah, and I don't really want to say I'm doing it. I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing because, you know, the manager knows what he's doing too. But some of these players, I feel, have uh, been out there longer than Aaron Boone. And, uh, you know, if, they feel like they're getting behind or something. They're just gonna say, "Hey, I'm, I'm gonna go out there and just, uh, you know." No, I don't. It all mm-hmm. comes back to, I have I'm think. gonna do what I'm gonna do, and I really don't want to. I de- really don't want to say that, but then again. I'm saying it, so
4: I end, right. I any, know any any, uh, any sports team at the end of the day. You know, they looked at the top. Unfortunately, for better or for worse, they're going to look at the manager or yeah. the coach. Or you know what I mean? So he's got to answer right, yeah. the questions. I think JB, you brought up some great points.
3: Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, still the you know it all comes down on manager, even though. I feel that some of the players, uh, you know, the uh, older players anyway, feel that, uh, you know, hey, I can, you know, what he's saying, you know, isn't really uh, working. Uh, Some of the other uh, managers that I was with, they said different, and it uh, worked. Why don't we uh, do something that works? Yeah, and
4: look at uh, you know, As far as the older as far as the older leaders, they just this past year, as we know, they uh the Yankees named Aaron Judge what, like the fourth captain in Yankees history. It's a luxurious history. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had about nine strikeouts for the last three days. He he had a home run today, but you know, you're right, you're right, J B. The the players ultimately control the destiny of these teams. You can be the best manager yeah. in the world if your guy's not hitting a fastball or if your guy's not running for a first down or, you know, uh, hitting a three-point shot, you know. It's up to the players, not not the coaches. Right.
3: And I can see the uh, managers coming back and, uh, you know, to the uh, players and saying, uh, you know, hey, I thought I told you. And, you know, I can see some of the players saying, well, yeah, but, Deep yeah. in deep in their minds, are saying, "Well, even though you told me that, you know, it really uh, didn't work, and you know what I've done in the past uh, seemed to uh, work." So I'm going to do way, what, uh, what I think. And
1: here's a uh, here's a little bit more history making tonight. Uh, the Yankees entering the ninth inning tonight. The Yankees were 167 and 0 in postseason history when leading by multiple runs entering the ninth inning. Yeah. Wow. They 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 suffered their first loss in postseason history when leading by multiple runs entering the ninth inning.
4: Somewhere in a, somewhere in a dance club, Errolis Chapman is laughing. Yeah. Somewhere in a club in Miami. Yes. The Cuban myth yeah. is laughing. He, he's
1: laughing, but he's also <laughs> crying because he wishes that he was the one that would have given up that
4: that uh that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say, Steve, Steve, I thought you were going to say that he uh, wishes he was there to save the day. But, yeah, he he used to love giving up beach balls. That guy's a a, a punk. Oh, yeah, no. maybe you, you know, know about probably... that? J.B., JB, you heard about that? Uh, the Yankees uh, Chapman, the guy that you would have been pitching tonight when they lost?
3: Oh yeah, I yeah. heard about. Uh, yeah, you heard
4: about that? Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, are you kidding me? The guy's like, "Oh, I didn't know yeah. that it was mandatory that I show up for work." Oh, okay. And it's like yeah, this isn't a this isn't an internship in um you know Omaha. This is like playoff baseball. Like this guy, that 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 must be so frustrating for Yankees fans. And he's been he
3: around, quits and he's on the, quits on he, the team. He quits, he's been quit around the team. and he knows too.
4: Oh, yeah, he used to obviously used to uh, be uh, be out there in Cincinnati. Used
3: to be, yeah. he used yeah. to be with the Reds. Yep,
4: talented player, man. But it comes down to what's upstairs. What's up? What's up in his brain? Yeah. Yeah, and here's the here's the uh, yeah.
1: here's the official stat that I was talking about earlier. Uh, it is confirmed: Oscar Gonzalez is the first player in Guardians franchise history that includes the Cleveland mm-hmm. Indians
3: with multiple
1: yep. walk off hits in the same postseason. And actually, and actually to go even further, there are only two players in MLB history with three go ahead hits in the ninth inning or later in a single postseason. One of them is Oscar Gonzalez. The other one is David Ortiz.
4: Wow. Remarkable. Hey, five five, five second flash update. Uh, Utah is driving. Great game. Uh, Utah versus USD. It's 42-35. Five minutes left. Ooh. Wow. It's uh, like uh, a basketball What, what, uh, what <laughs> channel? Quick little what, cha- what
1: channel is that on?
4: Fox. That's on. That's funny. I just literally moved uh, about a month ago. So, yeah, it's on Fox.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Utah, Utah hosting the
4: Trojans. Utah is driving. All right. Four minutes left. Four minutes left. Down a touchdown. Ooh, so a little do or die. Yeah, forty two to thirty five. Not yeah, but it seems like a slow game compared to the Alabama game. Was you know they scored about two hundred points. Wow.
1: Yeah, that um, and actually yeah, USC. Yeah, USC is uh, is USC is seventh is seventh
4: ranked too. Yep. And you, you have that classic so, – you, know, uh, you, you see unranked teams all the time where a top 20. Utah's a very good team. So this is a classic you yeah. know, at home. This is a winnable game for either one. I took yeah, the so, over. You know, I took over talk- 73 points. I took over 73 points I envisioned a shootout, and this is what we get. I took the over on the Alabama game. Uh, in college, they stop right. the clock every two seconds. They stop the clock. NFL, they run the clock. So it's a huge – it's a world of difference. Yeah, so yeah, you know, and, and you know, we were talking, we were talking
1: about earlier what could potentially happen with Alabama now that they lost tonight. Yeah, uh, we were asking, we were, we were seeing how far could they yeah. potentially fall. You know, USC will be seven and zero if they win. If they hang on and win here, they'll be seven and zero. So it's could it's we third, could third we third see one. them? Could oh. we see them fall even below USC? Mm-hmm or will Alabama get Ooh. the uh will Alabama get the uh the benefit because of the fact that they're a more well-known program
3: because they're I'm Alabama that trade places with uh yeah Tennessee <laughs> That's
4: what I said. Baby. That's what I said. Baby. by the <laughs> way I mean, they earned it, right? They just knocked them off. Why not be at least yeah. equal to or higher than them? Hey, if growing up, yeah, if, we beat really. neighbor, if we beat the neighbor, the next day is the neighbor ranked higher than us. Like, whatever I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it comes back to if, if you beat a team, the next day you should be ranked higher, I, I would think. Yeah, exactly. You know, (laughs) these people, these players are from all different conferences. If if I if I beat a team at that level, I would hope the next day I'll be ranked higher. And by the way, uh, Aaron Boone just Aaron Boone
1: just said uh, Clay Holmes was only available tonight in an emergency. You know, I guess hanging on to a run uh, or hanging on to a lead wasn't considered an emergency. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
4: But yeah, yeah. The, sky wasn't, said, the, the sky wasn't on fire. But uh, there was kind of an emergency going on in Cleveland. But, yeah, he, yeah, he
1: didn't get the memo. Uh, Boone, Boone says that he expects him to be available for tomorrow night, but he didn't want to use him in a back-to-back situation.
4: Yeah, he, yeah, well, he, expects to, he expects him to be available on the golf course in about a week. I mean, you're not yeah, – that's not an emergency? Sure. That's not an emergency on the I mean, road? To, in Cleveland, Cleveland's dangerous. You can you can leave you can leave Ohio out of the playoffs if you're not careful. And they're they're playing with yeah, fire right now. Outs. That's obviously an emergency. Our, it,
1: he should have been pitching.
4: Yeah, yeah, two outs, two
1: outs, bases loaded, and apparently that wasn't uh <laughs> that wasn't
4: considered an emergency. No, no big deal. Nothing to see here. No emergency. Uh just again
1: another another dumbass decision by Aaron Boone. I mean, I I understand, you know, I understand maybe perhaps wanting to save him for a clutch situation or something like maybe perhaps to seal uh to seal a uh, a series, but honestly, you know, they could have had the chance to go up 2 to 1 with two opportunities. You know, maybe if if they have if they had used him tonight, maybe they wouldn't use him tomorrow night. But now, mm-hmm. if they have to, they may be forced to use him back to back. So now, you know, Boone, you may not want to use him in back to back situations, but now you're going to potentially be forced to have to do that. Yes. So it's uh, you know it, it's it's like we've said all along it's it's another another stupid decision made by Aaron Boone. And by the way, this did this did go final. Clemson uh, did hang on to beat FSU thirty four twenty eight, and Kentucky upset Mississippi State twenty seven seventeen. I should have taken oh, I
0: man. hit
4: I hit a. Uh, I should have taken Kentucky. Kentucky play is the best. Uh, Pro-ready quarterback, I think, one of them. Will it. He'll be a top-ten pick. Yeah, Kentucky's got a great QB. I did hit uh I even,
3: I even picked Mississippi State, too. <laughs>
4: oh, really? You know? Yeah. yeah. I, took the over. I think I'm one. I took the over, uh, I th- I took the over in the Utah-USD, so I win that. But I also took uh, the dangers now, JB, as you know, and Steve and Lou. I mean, you can bet anything right now. Every minute's different. So I took about an hour ago, I took Utah a lot. Uh, yeah, ooh, I mean, this gaming stuff—it's uh, ju- getting pretty, pretty, bodacious. With the the live betting on the yeah. cell phone, getting a little bit hairy. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did just miss. They did
1: just miss a golden opportunity just now. On, See, uh, yep, on on first. And I, it's 10. amazing,
4: Utah. I mean, five five years ago, or when I was in high school or college, I mean, I, I, Utah would never even come into the conversation. That that this yeah. is a legit, team. right? These guys look. Their yeah, their
3: now they're. Very
4: fast. This guy's a good quarterback. They're a solid team.
1: Yeah, they've really picked up steam in. Uh, Boom. In recent years.
4: <laughs> first, first down. Sorry, to, I'm not trying to be. A, I'm not a Utah fan per se. I'm just. I was just watching the game. Oh, okay.
1: You're you're a little bit ahead I didn't, of me I didn't, because I have didn't. It on, I didn't mean uh, to pick you up.
4: I didn't mean to give yeah, everyone a live play-by-play uh, play for a second.
1: <laughs> no, I still I still have it on third and five, so uh, you're you're a little yes. bit ahead of me
4: on your. Uh, oh, on god, your yeah. End. Yeah, ahead of one or two things, thankfully over in Connecticut. Not much else. I don't know why my feet. But, so, um, I guess a little bit faster.
1: You know, you know, go, going back to Will Levis, what you were saying about. Uh, and, you know, there there's a there's a question of whether or not him or or Bryce Young will be the number one quarterback in the draft, depending on if Bryce think, Young uh right. opts in if if he
3: decides to will opt Leavitt.
4: into the NFL draft. I think Will Levitt's more pro ready. I also I know upside tantalizing. it's it's sexy, it's attractive. Uh, and and growing up as an Eagle fan, I mean I, I grew up with uh you know, Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb. Uh, yeah, love him or hate him, Vic was there for a while. Uh, now, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles have basically always gone with those, uh, you know, athletic quarterbacks. But uh, I don't see Bryce Young doesn't run a lot. He's a really good pocket pl- passer. I like uh, I like Will Levis. He's a little taller. He's a lefty. He's got a, I think a better arm. Who do you guys like uh, between Bryce Young and and Levis? Or do you, do you think Bryce Young's going to be a great quarterback or a good quarterback?
1: Uh... I Obviously, think he'll be good. I don't think I think he'll be good.
3: I don't think he'll be great though. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. good also. Yeah, good but not great.
4: I mean, he looks I good, mean, he looks like hurt. He looks like Hurts, but he doesn't run like him. And Hurts is a lot bigger. Hurts yeah, is almost built like I mean, will Hurts built like a Hurts built like a tapier like linebacker. That guy's a nasty yeah, runner.
2: Right? he's <laughs> not going to be He's well, not going to be he's
4: run. not going to be a Jalen
1: He's not going to be a Jalen Hurts or a Tua tunga or even – I'll even say he's not even going to be a Mac Jones. I'll put it that way. Mac Jones, if he had uh, – or I'll put this uh, asterisk there. Mac Jones, if he had a competent offensive coordinator and a competent offense.
2: Sure, sure. You
1: know, uh, I just – Bryce Young, he doesn't really stick out to me in college right now like he should be in an Alabama offense. In an Alabama offense, he should be dominating, and I'm not seeing that from him this year.
4: It's amazing. I don't know if it's – obviously, you know, Saban's a, – a, you know, it starts at the top, but, I mean, it's amazing. The more, This is the first year, I've told you guys before, past couple months, now that we're, you know, I'm I'm really grateful. We're we're doing the talk show stuff, I, you know. Now that I'm really diving yeah. into college football, I'm amazed. I'm watching. I mean, Alabama, some of their weapons are just they're, they're going to be incredible NFL players, and they're freshmen or their backups. I mean, they're all they're all so talented. I didn't even know this. I mean, Alabama's got the best players in the world as far as college kids. So I mean, oh yeah, I mean it's amazing. I I don't mean to totally, you know, blow my over it, but, uh, you know, they were, they were bringing in freshman backups that would like, made like 60 yard plays right away. And then you don't even hear from the guy. And then two years later, he gets drafted and he does well in the NFL. I mean, they have backups that are NFL players. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, a little bit of think- an update here,
1: uh, a, a real, just real quick, a little bit of an update here. Clay Holmes was interviewed by the media, and he said he was surprised that he was not used tonight. He said his arm is fine, and he woke up today anticipating he was going to be on the mound tonight.
3: And do you think Utah goes uh, for the two-point conversion?
4: Yeah, update, update. Utah just scored 48 seconds left. They're trailing 42-41. to They are going for two. At home, really? They're trailing by Whoa, one. Wow! Oh, my 42, god, forty-two to forty-one. Younger, younger roster. USC, higher ranked oh, on the wow. road. So Utah, Utah, the older team. You know they got a lot of seniors.
1: Uh huh. They're trailing by yeah.
4: one. They're going for it at home. Look at this play. If you, if you Utah's can. got balls, they got balls. Here we going go. for it. And,
3: and they got, got it. it too. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Got it.
3: Uh, 43 Whoa. to 42 Whoa. right now. Dude, 48 that's seconds ago.
4: See that's different though, than Mc, that's different than McDaniel though. That's different in KC. I mean at home even balls here. He's like, you know, we're going for the we're we're going for the you know, the death kill right there.
3: The death Yeah, we're going him. for the jugular. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, I did a very poor form of uh, Poor, poor job of trying to describe what I wanted to say. Yeah, that's I mean, all right. Was for the, I was trying to take kill shot. Yeah, I mean, see wow. USC is USC is a fast young team. Maybe he didn't want to get into overtime because they could score a quick touchdown. I mean, Utah was like, you know what? Let's let's wow. put these guys to bed right now. Let's put these guys to bed. Now there's still time in the clock. And it
3: looks and it looks like there's it still
4: time. Only is it Is he an NFL guy? Is Cameron rising? I I really – I'm a guy. I've been watching him a few games now. This uh, Utah quarterback, Steve, is he uh, NFL? Uh,
1: I mean, he definitely has the mobility to, Uh,
4: to, uh, you know, to move. Like like a Gardner Minshew?
1: Kind of. I mean, he, he has the mobility. To uh, to move along with uh, with other mobile quarterbacks in the league today. Uh,
3: Whoa! Plus
1: he ha- he does have a pretty big deep ball too. <laughs> uh I mean, I guess it's possible. What the? Oh!
2: oh flag! Oh, oh man!
3: Oh, <laughs> How do you <clears> throat> throat> get it up? Oh, and the flag <laughs> on the play.
4: Hey, never, never let anyone in a bar or a library or a class or a gas station, never let them tell you special teams don't matter. Oh, yeah. I mean, those yards oh, at the end of the day. Oh, my God. My God. Yeah, they, look at that.
3: Holy. And it was against USC, too.
4: Oh, wow. I was going to say, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Can you oh, okay, imagine yeah, if that was against uh, Utah? Yeah.
1: If that was against Utah,
4: yeah. But that's going
1: yeah, that's Oh, going man. Back.
4: I, thought a whole, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wasn't that good. I played high school football. I don't think that's a hold. In that spot, I, it wasn't egregious. I don't know. That's that's a home yeah. that's some home cooking, right? Now. That call, that's a little home cooking. They wouldn't, right, they so wouldn't what make what I'm seeing... If this game was in USC, they wouldn't have made that call. That's what I'm going
1: to say. From what I'm seeing on Rising, it says that he he tends to hold the ball loosely and away from his body, which puts him at risk for strip sacks. And also, he's very sloppy when he's on the move, when it comes to throwing while on the move. So those could be some negative uh, things against him when it comes to playing in the NFL. That could really
4: hurt him. Looks a little bit like, uh, you know, Cincinnati University of Cincinnati had a uh, Bearcats had a great year last year. Obviously, uh, right. Desmond Ritter, or, uh, Desmond Ritter, their quarterback went second round to the Falcons. I don't know. Is rising? Uh, looks a little bit like him the way he plays. I think Ritter's definitely better. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would say R-
1: I would say Ritter is probably better, but they they have Rising ranked as the number twenty one prospect uh, when it comes okay. to
4: quarterbacks.
1: The n- number twenty one out of all college quarterbacks right now, but uh, let me see let me see 40, what the what the draft network has on him.
2: The draft 40 40. network.
4: What a game here. Uh, Oh.
1: See.
4: just bet like when two awesome offenses go ahead head to head in uh, college football. I've learned the last two weekends, just bet the over. Just bet the over. I mean, Tennessee Alabama, hundred and two points. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I know.
4: It, it, you know I the, mean, I, it's I, it's,
1: the over or the the uh, the over under yeah. was I think like sixty. They said
4: and you can go live like when, you know during the game he can get, I I hit it a couple times not big you know maybe like 80 bucks 90 bucks they go head to head they just they they square off and just fire away both of them
1: Ooh. yeah you know what
4: from what i'm seeing here it looks
1: like his draft stock is kind of falling surprisingly right now oh, uh, oh, as far as rising goes Rising has they have him. Let's see what does ESPN have him ranked? Because uh, they had him ranked number forty-eight out of all prospects uh, in an in an August mock draft that they did.
2: Okay, but let you me know, see. You're young.
4: The year is young. He could you know. Either way, I think he's going to be playing on Sundays. I just I was curious. Right. I think Ritter's. It's interesting atlanta n f l um you know they're waiting they're gonna put Ritter in pretty soon, Destin Ritter in Atlanta, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you know i i
1: I don't know how much longer they can go with Marcus Mariota,
4: so well wow.
1: yeah uh, Steve, to your point, let me see
4: Steve, to your point, I mean they're kind of you know they're not going for it all this year, right. So, they're in no rush to win games. Right. They want to win, obviously. NFL, you can't tank. This isn't the NBA. You can't tank. You get your players injured. Players will leave yeah. your team. They, they they have a lot of pride. These are big, fat-ass players, right? They don't tank oh, in the NFL. Oh, off. But at the same Wait time. Wait a second. Flag.
3: Yeah, there's a flag on the play.
4: There's a flag. That Whoa.
3: Was it's going against Utah.
4: I think Ritter, Steve. I think Ritter's going to come in probably uh, week nine, week ten. They're mm. not in a rush. to play them. Yeah. But yeah. They're not winning I, I,
1: think, I think I would. Not,
4: I think I would kind of agree with that. They also have Drake London yeah, it, and Kyle Pitts. They have London and Pitts, two of the best college players in recent memory. So when Ritter goes in, Ritter's going to be with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. I mean, three of the best college the players in the last is, two or three. They have a great young. problem. Yeah, the,
1: the problem is, though, they got to learn how to use Kyle Pitts and not just, uh, yeah. you know, block. not not just have him,
4: uh, not just have him be a blocker. Well, Arthur Smith is atrocious. The Falcons' coach is a joke. I mean, they they pick this transcendent, like Tony Tony Gonzalez-style tight end, and then you have blocked. That's right? right running you know seam routes tight end dumps i'd I'd have that guy uh 10 10 targets a game minimum i'd throw to him 10 or 12 times a game right i mean it,
1: it makes no sense it makes no sense to have him uh
4: in line blocking
1: yeah it's 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 just it's just ridiculous uh, you know, I'm looking at certain mock drafts, and I don't see rising anywhere in the in the first two rounds. So I'd see, no. I'd say, if anything, maybe he might be fourth, fifth round, maybe.
4: Hey, take him a backup, take a flyer. I mean, then again, you know, fourth round picks are valuable, so you might see him slide to the sixth. Right. I mean, if I need a linebacker, if I'm a uh, seven win team. I mean, I'm not taking rides on the bench for you. But let's—I
1: mean, let's let's look at it like this: Bailey Zappa, who threw 60 touchdowns with Western Kentucky last year, he he went fourth round to the Patriots. So,
4: I didn't know he was fourth rounder. I wow, yeah, fourth rounder. See him at all last year? Did you know know about him until a couple weeks ago? Uh,
1: honestly, I did not know anything about him until I saw. I, I did see a little bit of a, a little bit of tape on him, but no. I didn't see. You know, I didn't know of him specifically as a, as a player before yeah, I seeing that he had gotten drafted.
4: I didn't know anything about him until you know when I saw him. You know, coming in. Right. But obviously, he's doing something right. I, hey, yeah, Matt, he the uh, then then back down. Then look at Mac Jones with the line, I'm saying with the coaching, with the program, with the weightlifting, yeah. the Change scouting. Planning. Think about think about all the advantages Mac Jones has. Think about Mac Jones, the receivers right. in running backs, line. So then this guy's fourth rounder. Maybe Bill Belichick knows he might be better than Mac. I'm I'm Possibly. telling you. I mean I know, Flip, uh, I know. put this I guy had, a... put put this guy in Alabama's office four years. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I know I know that Belichick actually prefers Zappy over uh <laughs> over over Jones. So that's so there's that.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. That's yeah. kind of a big thing. I mean he Philly, had to Billy Booth. Like, so
1: my understanding is he had to be he had to be basically coerced by Robert Kraft. Take uh Mac yeah. Jones. Him.
4: Really? In the draft, oh, so, oh, yeah. On him? Oh, oh, Kraft wanted Mac mm-hmm. Jones. Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: Kraft, Kraft wanted Mac Jones, but Belichick wanted, uh, wanted to go elsewhere with the pick. Uh, okay. And Kraft basically told him, what the hell are we doing? What the hell is your plan? You know, if yeah. you're not going to take a quarterback, uh, which is our need right now, <laughs> what, are we going to go back to Cam Newton? What the hell are we doing?
4: Wow. Yeah, a little a That's lot of uh, my understanding. A lot of toxicity toxicity in uh, New England right now. I mean, I don't. Oh yeah. They they still have good players, of course. They're, they're a very proud team, but I mean, a lot of a uh, lot of uncertainty there. I think Bill, Bill's uh, halfway at the door. He, he's already yeah, got exactly you know, one. one he's already got one foot in the stands. You know he's already in uh, yeah. Aruba. He's uh, he's already half retired. Yeah, and you know you know what too though. I think I
1: think Robert Kraft is kind of getting tired of of Belichick thinking oh, yeah. that you know bring Belichick a, is all bring, seeing, all knowing.
4: Yeah, and Steve just started. I mean, on the fly, but you don't necessarily have to promote mm-hmm. within. You don't have to hire within, but bring in someone else who's hungry as hell. Because Bill Belichick, his belly is full. I mean, he's already yeah. all set, right? And he's obviously yeah, not paying Bel- attention. Some of their draft picks are awful, is, and Belichick controls everything.
1: Yeah, and Belichick is grooming Matt Patricia or Joe Judge to replace him when he there's retires. No so.
4: Yeah, there's no way either. Way. I would not hire either one to coach any team that I would, I mean, to be a head coach. I Joe agree. Joe Judge is good. Yeah. Patricia couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag as a head coach, as a head coach. I, if no, anything, be, I would they, Neither one's a head coach.
1: If anything, I would have Patricia go he's back to being a defensive coordinator, because yeah, that's fun. what made him so good in New England.
4: Yeah, exactly. He's not, but he's it's not the, good the, to be. The, a head the, head he's not a head coach. That's it.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. Regard regardless, he's not. You know, he's just not a head coach. Uh, you know, I mean, over. Uh, his time with. The time with Detroit basically showed that. Wow. But anyways, uh, we're near the end of our show tonight. Um, I want to thank, I, I thank everybody for joining me tonight. Thank you uh, to Lou, to Diane, Alex, and JB. Uh, a reminder for Survivor fans, uh, Thursday night we will be back with the Survivor 43 recap show where we will basically uh, recap the ongoing war that is seemingly going on in the in this season of survivor. So, yeah, stay tuned uh this upcoming Thursday night for another edition of the Survivor 43 recap show and obviously we will be back next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Everybody have a good rest of your weekend and we will see you guys next Saturday night for another edition. Great job. Of sports See you, Lou. Weekly. Great show, guys. Have a great Have a great night, everybody.